named as 46-year-old Stephen Spavins from Spalding in Lincolnshire. The microlite was involved in a mid-air collision with a light aircraft over the village of Little Barford. The other pilot made an emergency landing at Thurlai Airfield. Police in Buckinghamshire have again urged victims of child sex abuse to come forward after two teenagers were each jailed for three years for offences in High Wycombe and Chesham. 18-year-old Kishan Mills from Oldham and a 17-year-old from Cambridgeshire who cannot be named for legal reasons were jailed yesterday at Oxford Crown Court. The offences involved seven female victims between 2009 and 2012. The wife of Alan Henning, the British man held hostage by Islamic State militants, has received an audio message from him pleading for his life. Barbara Henning has again urged the group to release her husband, who was kidnapped last December while delivering aid to Syria. Meanwhile, there's speculation Parliament may be recalled to consider British involvement in the US-led airstrikes against Islamic State. Residents living in the high town area of Luton say prostitutes have taken over their neighbourhood again. Last year, the police and the council announced a five-year plan to get rid of street prostitution in the area. There'll be a further meeting for residents tomorrow. This sex worker told Three Counties Radio she picks up clients in Hightown because the CCTV makes her feel safe. It is the oldest profession in the world and it's not someone that I'm proud of. My family see me on YouTube getting arrested and all that but the reason I will and I still will continue to stand here is because it's safe. There's cameras and I'm safe. Members of the Fire Brigades Union are protesting in Watford today over what they say are government cuts to the service. Yesterday they were in Aylesbury. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons are through to the fourth round of the Capital One Cup after victory over Bradford at Stadium MK last night. Talk to Phoebe. Great turn of Phoebe. Then a strike. What a goal, Benick of Phoebe. Deli Alley in the centre circle. Plays it through for a Phoebe. It's a beautiful ball. A Phoebe to make it two. Great finish. Game over. MK Dons two, Bradford nil. And the draw for the fourth round takes place tonight. The weather, a cloudy start with rain in some areas, brightening up with sunny spells later. A maximum temperature, 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Today on BBC Three Counties Radio From Nine The JVS Show With the big phone-in The hottest topic of the day And your consumer problems From Twelve Nick Coffer Off to the flicks with film reviewer Richard Germain And looking at a project called Arts for Health From Three Roberto Peroni I'm here with a roundup of the day's news The latest travel and your stories From Seven Mark Forrest I'll bring you the best bits from everything that's been happening on BBC Local Radio Today on BBC Three Counties Radio. Is it about a gap here? Morning. Look at those two gals. Hi. That's Catherine Boyle, the producer of the show. Not the co-host, as some of you have started saying. Where's that come from? Big up yourself. And, And Kelly Betts. Morning. Chomping on an apple. Oh, no. There you do. What is it? Granny Smith's? Sure. We got their cocks. What is it? It looks like a jazz. I don't really know my apples. Well, jazz. It's a jazz. Why do we even bother naming apples? It's just an apple. It's just an apple. What is this with this, oh, I love cocks, I love Granny Smith's, I love um, Pink Lady. What is that all about? It's just an apple. What is that? It's an apple. Why do, what is that? Can't beat a Granny Smith's, though, can you? <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, well, that's the Apple rant over. What else have we got in the show? Catherine Boyle. Loads of stuff and things. I've written it down, but I've not got it in my computer yet. You have. Disgraced DJs, stubborn streetwalkers. Oh, they're all beginning with the same letter. That's yeah. clever. It's radio. We like that. Yeah. And furious firemen. And, um... Uh... Ooh. Your yarns. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Oh, beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC <laughs> Radio. Let's. I think it's about time that the listeners got to know the team a little bit better. So throughout the morning, I'm going to be asking you some pertinent questions, gals, so that the listeners can just find out a little bit more about what you are like and what your lives are like. And if you've got any questions for the gals, 08459 555555 there. Not that question, though. Not that question, no. That that question really should stay in your mind. Let's start with uh, Kelly Betts. Kelly, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what, what... Uh... Have you got any theme tune music that I can talk over? Yeah, I have, actually. I've got, <laughs> some, I've got some perfect Kelly Betts music. Something like Wheel of Fortune yep, yep, style. Yep. Here we go. I'll punch you in the face. No, nope, oh. that's not it. Hang on, hang on. I, I don't really know, Rita. No, nope, here we go. Right. Hello, my name is Kelly Betts. I'm from Luton. I lie about my age. I'm about 19. I'm four foot 11, and I really enjoy going to gigs and drinking lots of alcohol and enjoying my life. And that's Kelly Betts! Woo! Later on in the show, we'll be finding out about Catherine Boyle. What's her age? Does she like drinking alcohol? And has she ever seen a film? To there.
Finlay, BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, the former BBC Three Counties presenter, Dave Lee Travis, will be sentenced on Friday after being found guilty of one sexual offence. Travis, who's 69, stood trial under his real name, David Griffin. Well, Catherine Boyle has been following the case. Uh, how long ago did DLT work here? Well, he arrived in March 2003 and stayed until 2007. He had a show uh, every Sunday uh, from 9 till 12, broadcast usually from a studio at his home in Mentmore in Buckinghamshire. And back then, landing DLT was a big deal for a relatively small station. I remember our station editor at the time, Mark Norman, said that he couldn't wait to be working alongside one of his radio heroes um, in a statement... um on the BBC press website, he said, we know he's going to be a huge hit with our audience. You still have great affection for radio's own hairy cornflake. Could you do me? If, could you pick me up if I call him DLT again? I'm going to call him Dave Lee Travis or yeah. Mr Travis because DLT kind of... He's, he has been found guilty of a sexual offence and it kind of... I know what you mean. It, it feels... It, 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 it kind of trivialises it in my head a little bit. Uh, there was a lot of affection for... Uh, the, 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 a lot of people had for this yeah, man, wasn't uh, there? What our station editor said there, it voiced quite a, a lot of other people's feelings. He was huge in the 70s, 80s and 90s. Of course, the voice of Radio 1, the face of Top of the Pops, familiar face from many people's teenage years. So let's not underestimate the level of shock that a lot of people felt when he was arrested almost two years ago. Mm. Now, that arrest came as part of the Others strand of the operation that was sparked by the crimes of Jimmy Savile, Utree. And this was something that Travis was furious about and, in fact, he referred to it on the day after his arrest, almost two years ago, when he spoke to the press pack camped outside his home in Buckinghamshire. I am and always have been completely abhorred by anything to do with children and and anything to do with child molestation or anything like that so i don't i don't really want to be in a headline where people look and see savile's name they see my name think oh god is he at it as well not true all right uh, this first went to court in February, didn't it? Yes, there were two trials. That first trial led to Travis being cleared of 12 indecent assault charges, including a claim that he'd abused a 15-year-old girl. And the jury was unable to decide on two more counts, and these counts were the basis of the latest trial, along with a fresh charge arising from an allegation that Travis groped a researcher off stage at the Mrs Merton show. Uh, and this was the charge that stuck, in fact, the only charge that stuck. And it's important to bear that in mind, that there were other charges, but he's only been found guilty of this one. Yeah, and we, and we need to highlight that. Still, the chief executive of victim support, Mark Castle, says this conviction is a vindication for all victims of indecent assault who were attacked by someone so famous that they feared they'd never get justice. Uh, of course, it's all over the papers this morning, as you would expect. Yeah, unsurprisingly, given the level of fame this man has. Um, several also harking back to an article written five months before the first arrest. This is by the journalist Camilla Long, and she gave details in that article of an encounter she had with the DJ. Um, after he hit the headlines. Do you remember this? He was praised by one of the most prominent political prisoners of recent time, Aung San Suu Kyi. Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? It was so odd, and that was the reason why the papers jumped on it, because this is the Burmese opposition leader. She's spent years under house arrest, and she said that Travis's show on the World Service had been a lifeline, and they eventually met so she could thank him. Now, Camilla Long went to his house to interview him about this um, episode, and she claims during that time she was groped as she tried to interview him, and his wife was present. I definitely thought it was a sort of an extension of his self-importance in a weird way. He seemed very, uh, he was very arrogant with me and seemed to think that this was an entirely acceptable way of communicating with women. And I got the impression that he'd been doing this all the time for years and years and years. OK, so what happens now? Well, David Patrick Griffin, which is uh, David Lee Travis's real name, will be back in court on Friday for sentencing. And bear in mind, indecent assault carries a maximum sentence of ten years. Catherine, thank you very much indeed. 
Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the M1 this morning, there's a lane closed, um, just heading northbound between Junction 12 for Flitwick and Junction 13 for Bedford. Uh, there's been an accident there closing off the lane. In Hatfield on the A414 heading westbound, it's closed at the moment between Junction 3 for St Albans and also the London Coney roundabout. Now that's due to a spillage of diesel on the road. Um, taking a look at the M25, do expect some delays between Junction 25 for Enfields and Junction 27, the M11, as those major roadworks are continuing. Also on the M40, there's a lane closed for roadworks between Junction 8A for Oxford and Junction 9 for Bicester. No reported problems or delays on the train so far this morning. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you! Boy, oh boy, we're only 15 minutes in and I'm making Kelly Betts work like a trooper today. Good work, Kelly Betts. 616, it's Wednesday, the 24th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Victim Support says it hopes the Dave Lee Travis verdict will encourage more victims to come forward. The former Radio 1 and BBC Three Counties presenter from Buckinghamshire will be sentenced on Friday after being found guilty of one charge of indecent assault. The microlight pilot who was killed in yesterday morning's crash in Bedfordshire has been named as a 46-year-old man from Lincolnshire. And Milton Keynes Dons are through to the fourth round of the League Cup after a 2-0 win over Bradford at Stadium NK. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer, across beds, hearts and bucks. Later this week, St Albans Cathedral will be transformed into an oasis of colour and sound. I think the colours we've used, the lime greens and the pale creams, I think it does have a very serene, gentle feeling. The Music in Bloom Festival is taking place and on Friday I'll be live from the heart of it. I'll check out all the flowers and find out how they can reflect different types of music. Plus, I hear from the local musicians who are accompanying the festival and speak to the organisers. Nick Coffer. Live from Music in Bloom at St Albans Cathedral, Friday from midday, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. You know... You know flowers? Yes. I'm I don't re- them. I don't really get them. Why? Well, they're such a faff. I can get you some. Sorry? I can get you some. No, no. <clears throat> I don't... I mean, I, 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 I do get them sometimes, but I don't get them. They're such a faff. When you get sent flowers... Right. You've got to take them out. You've got to be in. Yeah. You've got to open the door. You've got to take them out of the cellophane. That's a mess. You've got to take the elastic bands off them. You've got to cut them to fit the vase. Yeah. I, um, and and when do you get, when do you get flowers? Times when you're busy. Yeah, you you do. Your birthday. Too busy for this, baby. Too busy for this. Yeah. Just lost someone. Can't be bothered with it. Too sad for flowers. Why don't they just send them in a vase? Hey, there's flowers that fit through your letterbox now. Yeah, I know. Good enough. They're really good. The best thing I ever send. Mm. Sorry, hello. <clears throat> the best thing I ever send, and I maybe. Like those flowers that fit the okay. Yeah. Maybe one of you girls would be lucky enough I sent to. My friend sent them recently. She wasn't well. My gran likes them. Oh, for goodness sakes. The we thing. Send them to your gran. The thing that I like to send when somebody is um, bereaving or just had a baby. I've made myself laugh with the word bereaving. That's weird. 
That's ironic. <clears throat> I like to send um, muffins. Mm. But okay. They no. don't fit with a little box. No, you get a nice tin of muffins. Because everyone thinks, oh, delivery. Oh, it's going to be flowers. Oh, I flip Hey, it's not flowers, it's a tin It's a tin of muffins. This is the best thing ever. If I just had a baby, that would be great, because you don't eat properly, do you? No, you don't, exactly. When we first came home from the hospital with our first one, yep. I ate a whole bag of, like, massive bag of crisps, yeah. and I said to Lee, oh, what, what a flipping pig I am. He went, yeah. yeah, we've not eaten anything all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Forget. Exactly. Oh. So muffins when you have a baby. But bereaving, yeah. I don't know whether I'd want a muffin. Oh, I miss, I miss Grandad. A lovely chocolate muffin makes me feel, mm, so much better. Grandad who? You see? Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. What would you like to receive if you've just had a baby or if you're bereaving? Mona Lisa. Mona Lisa men have named you You're so like the lady with the mystic smile Is it only cause you're lonely They have blamed you For that Mona Lisa strangeness in your smile Do you smile to tempt a lover, Mona Lisa? Or is this your way to hide a broken heart? Many dreams have been brought to your doorstep. They just lie there. And they die there Are you warm? Are you real? Mona Lisa Are just a cold and lonely Lovely work of art To tempt the lover, Mona Lisa Or is this your way To hide a broken heart Many dreams Have been brought to your doorstep They just lie there And they die there Are you warm? Are you real? Mona Lisa Are just a cold and lonely Lovely work of art Mona Lisa Mona Lisa 
and I think we all know now why Lisa was moaning. Hey, oh, I feel good after that. Glad you do. Thanks very much indeed. Oh, eight four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Now, people living in one area of Luton say prostitutes blight- are blighting their lives despite last year's police crackdown. Repeated complaints about sex workers and drug dealers in Hightown led to a joint police and council operation to clean up the streets. Local shopkeeper Shazad Kadam runs the Facebook page Hightown Against Prostitution. He feared the problem would come back when the police eventually backed off, and it seems... He might be right. Well, Justin Dealey is in Hightown this morning. Morning, Justin. Hello, Ian. Uh, What's the scene there at the moment? Well, um, in Hightown, it's um, just behind the train station. I've only seen one prostitute working this morning. Now, you may say only one. Well, hang on. It's it's only six o'clock in the morning. Um, Yes. um, The last time I was here, to give you an indication of how bad the situation was, at um, 7.30 in the morning, uh, commuters were walking to Luton train station, and as they were walking down Old Bedford Road, they were being propositioned by prostitutes. These were people dressed in suits on the way to the train station. That's how desperate the situation was. But um, certainly this morning, it does seem to be a lot quieter. I've only seen one prostitute. I have been propositioned myself in this area twice before. I'll be talking to locals throughout the morning to see what they've got to say. Justin, thank you very much. We'll speak to you a little bit uh, later on. Uh, Shazad Kadam, of course, uh, the gentleman that we mentioned, the local shopkeeper. What you're going to hear now uh, is an interview that he did himself. I've been working on the streets uh, for about 14 years now, but, you know, um, that's not every day, and that, you know. So why do you choose this road? Yeah. Because it's where the, it's unknown. Do you know what? I've, I told you I've worked 14 years. Yeah. I used to work when it was on Hazelbury Crescent next to the SO. Yes. From there, it went to Brook Street, a uh, Crawley Road. It's called Gasworks. Yeah. From Crawley Road, it went to Brook Street. From Brook Street, it's come to here. From here, it's going round. It's making its way round to North Street, isn't it? Yes. It will move from here. It is the oldest profession in the world, and it's not something that I'm proud of. My family see me on YouTube getting arrested and all that, but. You know, it's what it is. I've been given money from from, from residents walking up the road just to go home. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But the reason I will, and I still will, continue to stand here is because it's safe. There's cameras and I'm safe. I've jumped out of a car, broke my foot in five places and can't think to take the number plate. I stand here because of the cameras. Yeah, yeah, for your safety. Yeah. Yeah, I I understand that. I don't know why they don't move us to the um, industrial estate at the back of Hightown. Yeah. You know, it's monitored. We're not hurting no one. You know what I mean? Yeah. What information the partners, that is the police or what the public the services, doing? what, what I, they've said to you? I'll tell you what the police are doing. They're making it hard for us to the point that I got attacked a couple of weeks ago because they're trying to shut down the beat so much. They've got this thing called Operation Turtle, yeah, which I found amusing because turtle means a slow process. But you see with the police out here, most girls are jumping in and out of cars and not thinking because they need to just quickly jump in the car before the police comes. So it's dangerous f- for us, but I understand because girls, they just throw condoms on the floor and... And what about uh, any other organisations? Uh, yeah, we've got Exalia, we've got a church group. What, what, what is that, Exalia? They're a church group that so are up on Hightown. They come around and um, they drive, they do an outreach. Right. They come around and they make sure that we're all right. They 
because they're a church group, they don't want to give us condoms, they don't want to do anything to help us do this, but they make sure that we're up for food, they give us a safe place to go hold a wash, to get a shower or whatever, do our washing, make sure, you know, they make sure that we're all right, but they will not help in any way towards prostitution. Why do you still carry on with it? You know, knowing you know to... that the police aren't going to do nothing, or no, there's nothing they can do. No, of course. Every time I see the police, so they're gonna, I'm going to get arrested. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But they're going to arrest me. What can they do? They can't put me in prison straight away, can yeah. they? I mean, you know that. That's you know, you you, you knowing that you do that. Well, of course, because yeah. it's it's not that I I know that they they can't they can and they do put us in prison. Yeah. But I'm going to get out. Well, that was uh, Shazad Kadam conducting uh, his own interview there. Don't try that at home, but if you do, of course, could you send us the audio so we could play it out on the radio, please? Thanks. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. play dave clark is a really odd man i think i can say that without fear of uh, legal uh, uh um oh travel news for beds hearts and bugs bbc three counties radio Starting off this morning on the M1 heading northbound, there's a lane closed at the moment because of an accident that's happened between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 13 for Bedford. And in Coney Heath at the moment, the A414, the North Orbital Road heading westbound, is closed at the moment between the High Street and the London Coney roundabouts. Now, this is all due to a spillage of diesel on the road. We are getting news in that it may be closed for most of the morning peak, so do be aware of that if you are heading that way. The M25 heading anti-clockwise, starting to build up now, between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 20 for Kings Langley. So far, taking a look at the trains, everything seems to be running rather well across the three counties. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. 
across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Victim Support says it hopes the Dave Lee Travis verdict will encourage more victims to come forward. The former Radio 1 and BBC Three Counties presenter from Buckinghamshire will be sentenced on Friday after being found guilty of one charge of indecent assault. The microlite pilot who was killed in yesterday morning's crash in Bedfordshire has been named as a 46-year-old man from Lincolnshire. The microlite was involved in a mid-air collision with a light aircraft over the village of Little Barford. And police in Buckinghamshire have again urged victims of child sex abuse to come forward after two teenagers were each jailed for three years for offences in High Wycombe and Chesham. The offences involved seven female victims between 2009 and 2012. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons are through to the fourth round of the Capital One Cup after a 2-0 win over Bradford at Stadium MK last night. Benica Phoebe scored both goals after five and 86 minutes to take his season's tally to nine. Dons' assistant manager, Richie Barker, was delighted with the Arsenal loanee. He scored many different goals. He scored a lot of one-on-ones because of his pace and we know he can do that, but I thought that the way he took the, the first goal was excellent. You know, And to be fair to him and Will, who have obviously rotated, they've been fantastic. And Tonight was Benick's night and... Um, I thought he was excellent. Liverpool are also through after winning the longest penalty shootout in League Cup history. Liverpool drew two all at home to Middlesbrough after extra time and then won 14-13 on penalties. Here's Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers. I think it's congratulations to, to my players because they show great quality and, and composure in the penalties. And to the Middlesbrough players because I thought that they, they played well, kept going to the end. And uh, it's a relief when you get through. We're disappointed with the goals. We can see that we're making too many mistakes at the moment. But what this team and group of players have is his mentality and, and good character and, and we needed that. Elsewhere Arsenal lost 2-1 at home to Southampton Everton lost 3-0 at Swansea Tonight's third round matches include Chelsea versus Bolton, Manchester City at home to Sheffield Wednesday and Tottenham against Nottingham Forest and after tonight's matches it's the fourth round draw and the England cricket squad for the one day series in Sri Lanka will be named this lunchtime Alistair Cook is expected to remain as captain despite ongoing criticism about his leadership and poor form with the bat. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at seven if you hear a whisper, give us a shout. Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, Catherine Boyle is here. Yeah. So I've just changed <clears throat> to pay as you go. But you're not going. I'm not going anywhere. I just woke up this morning saying we've changed your services. OK. Uh, I'm going to go and pay as you go for a little bit, just to kind of monitor my usage. I use my mobile phone too much. You've got glitter on your, uh, uh, um, what do they call it, lip. Party time, isn't it? Um, and uh, so I woke up this morning saying, we've, you, we've changed, you've gone. changed. You're gone? It was the other side. Um, you've, gone you've, now? Uh, yeah, why not? Uh, you've changed to pay as you go. So then I try to send you a text saying, put the kettle on. You haven't got any credit. Oh, no. So then I go through the complicated process of setting up my debit card on, uh, on the phone. I had to do it five times because it kept saying, it kept repeating the number back to me and getting the number wrong. Anyway, got the right number. Uh, but then it won't, now it won't let me add any credit. So I've got, I'm a creditless person, a creditless 41 year old man, and I can't add credit to my P A Y G, PAYG, pay as you go. How do you feel about that as a person? I feel um, gutted. Powerless? I do feel powerless. Impotent? Well. Well. No. I feel gutted. Yeah. 
So, um... You need uh, bigger problems. <clears throat> anyway, uh, Earlier we heard from Kelly Betts. Let's hear a little bit about Catherine Boyle. Catherine, tell us a little bit about yourself. None of your business. What? What do you mean? None of your business. But I'm a woman of mystery. I want to keep it that way. It's, it's the listener's business. It's literally the listener's okay. business. Ask me what you want. I'm not going to say I'm okay. answering it. How old are you, Catherine? 37. <laughs> Come on, you got. If you're going to do it, you've got to do it properly. August the 12th, 1977. All right. Well, you've learned that one. Okay. What's your the glorious 12th? Uh, what's your favourite holiday destination? Spain. Nowhere You're, common, though. Oh. Your favourite food? Uh, anything with eyes. And what was the last film you cried at? We finish at nine o'clock this morning. Uh, up. If you want to ask uh, the gals some question. You didn't ask me questions on mine. Well, she needed a bit of prompting. You're better than her. Oh, okay. Yours is more spontaneous, off uh, the cuff. Uh, you riffed. She needs to be. Uh, that was a tricky interviewee. Yeah, tough. She's like uh, Meg Ryan, and I'm uh, Michael Parkinson. No, she would have kept with the none of your business line. You're, okay, right. So now you're being like Grace Jones, and I'm Russell Harty. Ah! Yeah, now you're being like Rod Hull and Emu. <laughs> Whereas you've just been brilliant. You've been like um, Bob Hope, or Rob, Peter Ustinov, or Robbie Williams. Or Peter Andre, you. spilling your guts. Oh. 08459 four double five five oh five. if you'd like to ask the ladies a question. It's question time with the ladies. Now, you sent uh, a very interesting link yesterday yeah. of um, 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 an old man mm. talking. Being embarrassing. Now, it's not just any old man. Have a listen. Have you heard this, Kelly? Yes. This is, right, this is um, uh, Paul McCartney talking. And if it doesn't make every single one of your organs shrink, there's something wrong with you. Now, the part of this is lost in just the audio, because he's doing this weird kind of hand gesture, and he looks absolutely ancient now. Mm. But he said, listen to him, he can barely speak. Hey, hi there, Paul speaking. Listen, I need your help. All I want you to do is just log in on pledge.meetfreemondays.com and pledge your support to the idea of Meet Free Mondays. All you need to do I need your help. Please do it. We'll send all these pledges to the politicians and then they'll do something about it. So I need your help. Please just log in pledge.meetfreemondays or one word dot com. Pledge.meetfreemondays.com. 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 You can do it right now, please. Oh, I mean, uh, it's just, there's so many... Oh, it's Dad. just wrong on so many levels, isn't it? What do you do that for? I love it. I mean, and I lo- listen, as you know, I, I am a huge Paul McCartney fan. I think he is wonderful. I think he is, is, is Britain's greatest songwriter. Well, he's in the top five. You uh, can do it right now, please. Yeah, he does that weird kind of uh, Rasta Mouse voice. You can do it right now, please. Cool, though, isn't he? He's funny, though, because the boys do the Rasta Mouse voice. So my boys walk around doing this. You can do it right now, please. Not those words. They're talking about cheese and solving crimes. But is that acceptable to do a Rasta Mouse voice now? I think it's, if, as long as it's Rasta Mouse. Uh, Paul McCartney really is... Um, it's, I'm uh, embarrassed, but I still love him. Kels, could I have a cough, please? <coughs> no, a cup of coffee, please. Oh, sorry. I went Ask on. me when. Um, when. You can do it right now, please. <laughs> That would never be my answer. Sorry? I'd say, yeah, sure. Could I have a cup of coffee, please? Yeah, sure. When? Uh, you can do it right now, please. <laughs> oh, and this is, this is him falling down a hole. You can do it right now, please. 
Paul, do you want... Paul, you're stuck in the hole. When do you want us to lower the rope and rescue you? You can do it right now, please. <laughs> oh, Paul. What you got in the papes, Kath? Um, oh, nothing. Should we play a song? <laughs> I'm just delivered about... I'm trying to think of other applications for Paul McCartney. Paul, Paul! Paul, should what? we sing Hey Jude? When are we doing? When, 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 oh. Paul, when do you want us to get you out of that cave? You can do it right now, please. Ooga chaka, ooga, 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 what you do to me When you hold me In your arms so tight You let me know Everything's alright Uka, uka. This is just... Here they come again. You can do it right now, please. What on earth is going on this morning? Hey, Paul McCartney, when can I look to the camera, do a wry smile and stick both thumbs up? You can do it right now, please. Stay out of this, Ringo. I need a, Sorry, Kells, I'm going to be really precise now. Can I keep getting Kelly to, 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 to edit the drums for me? Right. That was too short. I need yeah. this. Watch, watch the mime. Boom, boom, cha, cha, boom, cha. Boom, boom, cha, cha. Oh, you want one more boom, boom, cha, cha? Another boom, boom, cha, cha. Oh, it's boom, boom, four cha, bars, isn't it? Four, Is that all right? Four bars. Can you do that? So it's... Yeah, ma'am. Boom, boom, cha, cha, cha. Boom, boom, cha, cha, cha. You've got to finish the phrase. I thought you would have known producing uh, BBC Introducing. You said just before the tambourine camp comes Yeah, OK, well, this is, this is the full... Cha, boom, boom, cha, mm. cha, boom, boom, cha, cha, boom, boom, cha, cha, boom, boom, cha, cha, boom, boom, cha,
Chart tambourine. That's who's coming just before the tambourine. Yeah. Okay. I'm on it. Okay. Should have been more specific. So on it. Yeah, I should have been more specific. You should have been. Could more you? Well, um, I tell you what. Don't do it later. You can do it right now, now please. Is that OK? Yep. That's my favourite clip. Boy, oh boy, dear listener, you're going to be sick of that by um, seven o'clock, probably. Hey, hey do you remember uh, in The Life of Brian when <coughs> the People's Front of Judea really, really hated the Judean People's Front? Do you Front? know what? I used to hate that film. I love that And film. then I watched it last year again with adult eyes and I found it absolutely hilarious. It's funny, though, isn't it? It is very funny. It's really funny. It's f- I prefer um, um, Meaning of... No, not Meaning of Life, the one the Holy, Holy Grail. Grail. Yeah. Yeah. But go on. I wanted to show that to my kids because they're into horrible histories, but I think it might be too much. I can't show them Holy Grail. Yeah, there's a rude bit, isn't there? There's loads of rude bits in there. But mostly it's horrible histories. Bring out your dead. I'm not dead. I feel happy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's very annoying when people quote Monty Python, so let's stop it. Yes. And stop fretting. Ukulele bands in court row. This is what I was trying to get up to. Discord in the world of ukulele playing reached a crescendo yesterday. Nice one, Express. When musicians lost a high court battle over their name in a clash with, guess who? Go on. The Germans. The Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain, or Ukes, was seeking an injunction against the United Kingdom Ukulele Orchestra. They said the latter group, based in Germany but made up of British players, were infringing their trademark and could be tarnishing their reputation. Oh. Oh. Gosh. The rivals said an injunction preventing them from playing, forcing the cancellation of a scheduled British tour next month, would cost tens of thousands of pounds. That's sad, isn't it? Ukulele is a happy instrument. Let's not fight, guys. When we all play together. But, but then, it, then it goes on, the, the last paragraph about George Formby is factually incorrect. OK, so this is what the last paragraph says, and then you can contradict it and yes, straighten that. I will do. The instrument was made popular by legend George Formby. No, it wasn't! He didn't play a ukulele, he played a banjo. banjo and there's a picture of him playing a banjo with the um, caption underneath, ukulele legend George Formby. He played... should say ukulele legend George Formby playing a banjo. No, he's not... Catherine, he's not even playing a banjo. He's playing a banjo lele. Oh. Would you get it right, please? Well, I can see why the Express is confused. Right, let's see if Kelly's got this right. Boom, cha, boom, cha, cha, boom, cha, boom, boom, cha, cha. Perfect! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 heading in northbound. A lane's closed at the moment due to an accident between Junction 12 at Flittick and Junction 13 for Bedford. Taking a look at the A414, the North Orbital Road at the moment is closed, heading westbound just between the High Street and the London Coney roundabouts. Now there's been a spillage of diesel there, so the road is closed off and it may need some resurfacing so do approach that with care. The M25 heading anti-clockwise looking quite heavy on the speed sensors between Junction 21 for the M1 and Junction 19 at Watford. Also rather heavy heading anti-clockwise between Junction 17 at Maple Cross and Junction 16 at the M40. So far this morning, no reported problems or delays to the trains. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. 6.46, it's Wednesday the 24th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Victim Support says it hopes the Dave Lee Travis verdict will encourage more victims to come forward. The former Radio One and BBC Three Counties presenter from Buckinghamshire will be sentenced on Friday after being found guilty of one charge of indecent assault. The Microlite pilot who was killed in yesterday morning's crash in Bedfordshire has been named as a 46-year-old man from Lincolnshire. And Milton Keynes Dons are through to the fourth round of the League Cup after a 2-0 win over Bradford at Stadium MK. 
Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It is quite a dull and damp start to the day. We had quite a lot of rain overnight. It has made its way southeastwards, but behind it, though, we've seen one or two spots, but also some quite sh- uh, sharp showers to follow. Should get some bright spells, though. We're making it sound all doom and gloom. It's not. We'll get some sunny spells through the course of the day, but mixed in with these heavy showers. Temperatures likely to be quite reasonable, actually, in a sheltered uh, spot away from the cool northwesterly breeze. We're looking at a maximum of 18 Celsius. Any showers we've still got this evening will die out. The sky will clear and the temperature dropping. We're looking at a maximum in the countryside of around 6 Celsius. For tomorrow morning, a bright start, if a bit chilly, with some sunshine, but then the cloud is going to roll in, turning things a bit hazy as we head through tomorrow afternoon. But it's still reasonably warm. Temperatures up to around 19 Celsius. And that's your forecast. Now, sports. What happens on Saturdays? On Saturday afternoon, we're back to a full day of traditional kickoffs. Maria into the area, low drilled shot into the back of the net. All five of our teams kick off at three, and we'll have live and uninterrupted commentary on Stevenage, MK Dons. Ali on a hat trick, right footed, he gets his hat trick. Watford. Play Cathcart! Equalises for Watford on the volley. And Luton. Right footed, oh, he saved it, comes back out to Cullen, and Cullen scores. Plus, regular updates. From Wickham. It's Wood, it's a goal, it's Sam Wood. Listen to your local team in Three Counties Sport. Saturday from 2 here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Catherine Boyle is tapping the uh, Daily uh, Mail furiously. That means you've got something. What have you got? Oh, hello, Cheeky. Hello, Your Majesty. Apparently that's the noise the Queen made when uh, David Cameron told her that Scotland had voted no. I doubt it was quite like that. It was probably, oh, very good. He got caught um, speaking to someone on microphone, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, you never do that. You no. never talk about the Queen's private feelings about anything political. Cameron, you should know that. You're quite posh yourself. Yeah, he's a plum. David Cameron is to apologise to the Queen. Oh, I'd love to be a fly on the wall, wouldn't you? After he was caught boasting that she had purged down the line when he'd called to tell her Scotland had rejected independence. The Prime Minister was said to be deeply embarrassed. Imagine the face. Imagine that face. Last night, after he was inadvertently caught on camera discussing the Queen's reaction to last week's referendum. Oh, dearie, dearie me. The, uh, the best one of those is Ronald Reagan uh, testing a microphone uh, just before, before he's about to give a speech. And instead of doing the one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, instead of doing that, he says, uh, we have uh, just declared war on Russia and we will be sending nuclear missiles over there. So it's a brilliant recording. Yes, he what did. What a it. hilarious gang. He is outrageous. Can I just say yes. the uh, the voice a program I've never wanted to watch in my life. Oh, it's quite good at the beginning. I'm gonna start watching it. What they do, and I feel like getting one of these voice chairs here at work, yep. right? Swivel on it. You only turn around if you're interested. Okay. Right? So yep. I'm gonna be employing the voice technique okay. in future. Okay. So people are talking to me. Kath, Kath, do you yep. want this for breakfast? Do you want this story? Not turning around. It's about you have to explain uh, it to me, and I'll see if I'm interested enough to turn around. It's about a fella in a wheelchair who's um, going to. He's got a, a special toilet fitted. It's about a man with a dog stuck in his ear. It's about prostitutes in Hightown. Swivel round, interesting. Turning round, yeah, you got me. Well, the reason I'm going to be watching The Voice. <laughs> 
is Hang because on. this isn't a swivel chair. The future second Mrs. Lee modify this is going to be presenting it. Right, Rita Ora. Okay, Rita Ora. She's got a real aura about her. Has our Rita? Rita Ora Lee. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness sakes, Catherine, again. Or Rita Leora, what we go for. I think well, she'll keep her, her name. Uh, Kelly Betts, yes. you want a, teen, a, 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 a ukulele orchestra song? Yes. Yeah, that's right, Boyle. Well, you may look embarrassed. We haven't got Teenage Dirtbag. Have we got no. um, Teenage Kicks? No. Have we got Psycho Killer? Teenager uh, in no. Love, can we play that anymore? Have, oh gosh, no. Have we got, uh, what have we got then? You, maybe it's easier if you go through the uh, list of songs. There's two pages. Okay, you go through, and then we're gonna we're gonna stop. We're gonna swivel on it. Dynamite. <laughs> no, no one will know that anymore. Good little, bad little you. No. Hard to handle. Mm. Okay, that's that's on the the. Luxury lecture. No. Shava shava nas. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, be good. No. No. La freak. No. Leaning on a lamppost. No. No. no wonder she's a blushing bride. No. no. Only you. No. no. Uh, sweet man. No. That's my weakness now. No. no. The secret of life. No. The stage. No. When you wish upon a star. No. With my little ukulele in my hand. No. Wonderful land. No. no. And the last one, you talk about my drinking. No. The freak. Hard to handle. Okay. Let's uh, toss for it. If you go for La Freak. <laughs> yeah. Then you'll have it in there within the next few seconds. La Freak's more surprising, I would Let's think. do. Let's paper scissors rock. Okay. One, one, two, three. Cut your paper. One, two, three. Scissors. Okay, both Double scissors. One, two, three. Rock. Smash rock. Rock. One, two, three. Paper. Paper. We're going to go for hard to handle, please. Okay. She wasn't counting on that. You see, that's a real result, ladies and gentlemen. That's what would really happen in reality it's television genuine. if it was real. At the BBC, uh, we used to fake a lot of stuff. Not allowed to anymore. No. Thanks, Jonathan Ross. Yeah. Thanks, Ofcom. Gosh, we used to have so much fun. Flipping heck. Not allowed now. Unbelievable. Not Daily? Yes, boss? You right, fella? Yeah, you? Yeah, good, thank you very much Ooh, indeed. Excellent. Um, I don't know, you're, you've got a busy day. You're, are you in Hightown all morning this morning? I'm in Hightown for a bit, yes. Um, but I can do other things if required. OK, let's, let's, let's find... Let's see what else you can do. Let's find you something. What makes your dog bark? <laughs> what? Well, there's this story here about a woman whose dog got stuck down a hole and the way she managed to locate him was to take out the doorbell. Um, she had, like, a portable doorbell because she knew that the sound would make him bark. I mean, people who've got dogs would phone in on that, wouldn't they? What I makes your dog so. bark? I think so. You want to do that? Uh, yeah, like, unless there's anything else. Well, I'll be honest, mate, it's a little bit rubbish today uh, in the papers. So, another animal story, yeah? Well, I mean... I mean, we don't normally do, do the, the animal, animal stories. stories. That'll be that's, three in two weeks now. That's the other gentleman. You but they get do fly. to do their Paul McCartney oh. impression. Meet Free Mondays. When do you want them to do it, though? You can do it right now, please. OK. Oh, Mecca. Isn't what it? are you doing? Isn't it? Saving uh, the planet. He's saving the planet, obe- Justin. Obese pupils do worse at school. I've got it. What? Questions for Paul McCartney. And we're, then we put it to him. We're, we're not going to... It's not going to happen. She doesn't know how it works, does she? Yeah. To be fair, I can get his brother, but I can't get Paul McCartney. Will his brother pretend when, to be him? When can you get his brother? Probably, what, for tomorrow? When yeah. can you get his brother... For tomorrow? When can that you d- get the question doesn't fit the answer. Yeah, it does. When can you get his brother? You can do it right now, please. Just let's go with dogs, because there's yep. absolutely nothing in the papers. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks very much. Ow. Sorry? 
Ah, Are you all right? Yeah, that makes my dog bark. You see? Just oh, like, that noise. Yeah, ah, Okay. Uh, that was awkward, wasn't it? Not as awkward as this. Baby, here I am on my mind on the scene. I can't give you what you want, but you got to go home with me. I've got some good dope loving and I got some in the store. When I get through throwing it on, you got to come back for more. Mama, I'm sure hard to handle now, yes, around. Action speaks louder than words, and I'm a man with a great experience. Y'all know you got you another man, but I can love you better than him. Take my hand now, don't be afraid, I'm gonna prove every word I say, yeah. Mama, I'm sure hard allow you around. Baby, yeah, I am a man on the scene. I can't give you what you want, but you got to go home with me. I got some good old loving, and I got some in the store. Have an interesting email. I'm really out of breath. I just chased uh, Catherine down the corridor and threw uh, paper balls at her. Yes, and missed. I initially, you're lucky you got out of the studio because I threw a television remote control at you. I heard it hit the back of the doors. I could have hit in the back of you. Wow. Your back. Would have hurt. Anyway, I'm completely out of breath now. I'm not. <sighs> Hang on, let's just let this finish. Hang on. I'm actually bored of that. Um, I've got a tweet through. Go on. Because of you asking people to ask us questions. Oh, yeah, you could find out. I thought we could find out a little bit more about the girls. This makes you feel great. Yeah, This tweet makes me feel good. It's a nice one. I've seen it. Friendly. Uh, my question to Kelly Betts and 3CRK, how did they get into radio? Catherine seems to have always been here. Yeah. Kelly just appeared. Yeah. I've been here too long. That's the truth. That's the, that's the truth. That's the meeting too Stuck now. So Stuck. You, so you've, you've been stuck. Kelly, how did you get here? I sort of crept in, uh, hoping that nobody would notice. And just recently, people have just sort of been noticing a little great, bit. Great fun bands. 08459 555. Can I read this email about David Travis? I can read it out legally. It's just, it's interesting. And I hadn't, because David Travis meant very little to me uh, as a radio presenter. I think I used to listen to him on Saturdays in my dad's car, but he meant very little to me. Uh, Mark in Bletchley Towers says, Morning, Ian. I still feel very sad at the outcome of David Travis, a presenter I've spoken to on air on this very station over the years and admired way back as a boy listening to him during the pirate radio era. And it hadn't really occurred to me that some people would um, be um, upset yeah. and disappointed. Yeah, that they feel. I, I'm, I'm imagining, Mark, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm imagining you feel very let down by his behaviour. 
Does anybody else feel? I, well, let's uh, let's not let's not couch anything. Let's just ask: How do you feel now that Dave Lee Travis has been convicted or, uh, and found guilty of a sexual offence? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. You feel disappointed? You feel let down? It's weird with Rolf Harris. I mean, it's different crimes, but um, I could kind of understand it more. Dave Lee Travis. Uh, I mean, he was a minor person in my life, but I guess to other people, he was perhaps slightly more significant. 08459 555 BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the travel news now, shall we? Yes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, Nicola? Yeah? Nicola, just, yeah. just wait. Can you just wait for a second? Yeah, absolutely. Don't do the travel just yet. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, what's happening? No, just just want to wait for the right moment. Okay, sure thing. You can do it right now, please. <laughs> Away you go. Starting on the um, M1 heading northbound, there's one lane closed at the moment because of an accident just between Junction 12 for Flitig and Junction 13 for Bedford. And the A414, the North Orbital Road, heading westbound, is closed at the moment between the High Street and the London Coney roundabouts. Now, this is following a spillage of diesel on the road, so we are expecting it to be closed for most of the morning at peak. Take a look at the M25 heading clockwise, the lane, lane closed on the entry slip road from the M40 just to Junction 16, the M40. So far on the trains no problems or delays nicola richards bbc three counties radio thank you nicola so coming up in the next hour more about prostitution in high town and also do you feel disappointed let down by dave lee travis and his behavior local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks this is bbc three counties radio It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, victim support, welcome Dave Lee Travis verdict, Bedfordshire air crash victim named, and more cup success for Milton Keynes Dons. BBC Three Counties Radio. Victim support says it hopes the Dave Lee Travis verdict will encourage more victims to come forward. The former Radio One and BBC Three Counties presenter from Buckinghamshire will be sentenced on Friday after being found guilty of one charge of indecent assault. He was cleared of two other charges. More from Matt Lockwood. Yesterday, the... The 69-year-old who was charged under his real name, David Griffin, was found guilty of indecently assaulting a researcher on The Miss Merton Show in 1995. He had faced two trials this year involving a series of allegations of indecent assault and sexual assault, all of which he denied. The Chief Executive of Victim Support, Mark Castle, says the conviction is a vindication for all victims of indecent assault who were attacked by someone so famous that they feared they would never get justice. The Microlite pilot who was killed in yesterday morning's crash in Bedfordshire has been named as 46-year-old Stephen Spavins from Spalding in Lincolnshire. The Microlite was involved in a mid-air collision with a light aircraft over the village of Little Barford. The other pilot made an emergency landing at Thurlight Airfield. Police in Buckinghamshire have again urged victims of child sex abuse to come forward after two teenagers were each jailed for three years for offences in High Wycombe and Chesham. 18-year-old Kishan Mills from Oldham and a 17-year-old from Cambridgeshire, who cannot be named for legal reasons, were jailed yesterday at Oxford Crown Court. The offences involved seven female victims between 2009 and 2012. 
The wife of Alan Henning, the British man held hostage by Islamic State militants, has received an audio message from him pleading for his life. Barbara Henning has again urged the group to release her husband, who was kidnapped last December while delivering aid to Syria. Meanwhile, the speculation Parliament may be recalled to consider British involvement in the US-led airstrikes against Islamic State. Residents living in the high town area of Luton say prostitutes have taken over their neighbourhood again. Last year, the police and the council announced a five-year plan to get rid of street prostitution in the area. There will be a further meeting for residents tomorrow. This sex worker told Three Counties Radio she picks up clients in high town because the CCTV makes her feel safe. It is the oldest profession in the world and it's not someone that I'm proud of. My family see me on YouTube getting arrested and all that... But the reason I will, and I still will, continue to stand here is because it's safe. There's cameras and I'm safe. Members of the Fire Brigades Union are protesting in Watford this morning over what they say are government cuts to the service. Yesterday they were protesting in Aylesbury. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons are through to the fourth round of the Capital One Cup after victory over Bradford at Stadium MK. Towards the Phoebe, great turn of Phoebe, then a strike! What a goal! Benic of Phoebe! Deli Alley in the centre circle, plays it through for a Phoebe, it's a beautiful ball, a Phoebe to make it too! Great finish, game over, MK Dons 2, Bradford nil. And the draw for the fourth round takes place tonight. The weather a cloudy start with rain in some areas brightening up with sunny spells later a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties So what do we really know about St Albans? BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's brilliant the community's there. It's a little bit of London in the countryside. Exploring where you live. Down there in Smith's I believe that the first draft of Magna Carta was drawn up in there. All this week, we're exploring St Albans. Push the boat out, over-mortgage yourself and come and live here. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning, Vietnam! Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy show this morning. We're talking more about Dave Lee Travis. I'd like to get your thoughts on it, please. Uh, Always a minor character in my life. I know people uh, here that have worked with him who's at this station for a few years. How do you feel knowing that he's been found guilty of a sexual event? Disappointed? Outraged? Not that bothered? Maybe, maybe, maybe even some of you think, oh, come on. I'd be surprised, but you never know with these kind of stories. Also talking about stubborn streetwalkers and furious firemen. If you want to have your say, you're more than welcome to this morning. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. I'd be surprised... No, I wouldn't be surprised, because in the past, when we've talked about other um, sexual offences committed by celebrities, the number of people that have phoned and said, oh, for goodness sake, it's not that bad, or it happened a long time ago, or these women are coming out for the money, or, and the list goes on and on, kind of almost um, trying to explain away 
what are inappropriate and offensive and it turns out illegal acts. If you're of that opinion, I'd love to uh, hear you. 08459 455 555. Well, it's hoped that the Dave Lee Travis verdict will encourage more victim- victims who've been abused by famous people to come forward. Yesterday, the former BBC radio and TV presenter was found guilty of indecently assaulting a researcher on The Mrs Merton Show in 1995. The head of victim support said it was good news for victims. Well, in a moment, we'll speak to David Paget, who's the divisional manager for victim support covering Bedfordshire and Cambridge, sir. But first, uh, Dave Cash is a radio presenter for BBC Radio Kent, who's also worked at BBC Radio One. Dave, it's an honour to speak to you. I wish we were talking about something um, uh, slightly less uh, 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 upsetting as this. But uh, what's your reaction to, to what's happened? Well, it's uh, it's something you've, you've sort of covered it all in, in the pre-announcement because, you know, everybody has a different view of it. Uh, I never knew Dave that well because he was based in Manchester and I was based in London. But uh, he was known as, you know, in the 60s, groping, as they used to call it, you know, was was quite commonplace. We had the summer of love, we had miniskirts for the first time, that sort of thing. And that culture developed. And then by the 70s, 80s and 90s, you know, we changed completely. Now, the thing is that the one that Dave was convicted of happened in 1995, I believe. Yes, you're right. It's a backstage at a television show. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, we we were all married with kids by that time. <laughs> so what's... I mean, the, what people might struggle to uh, um, imagine now is that in the 60s and the 70s, uh, radio DJs, you were kind of like pop stars, you guys. Well, we were, especially on the pirate days, yes. But there was... the. You know, the Savile situation sort of blew the whole thing open because he had all of us fooled. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we used to say, you want to come over to the club for a drink after the shows? You know, no, I've got to go to Leeds, work at infirmary for now. Mm. You know, and we used to think, oh, wow, what a hero, you know. Little did we know. <laughs> and and DLT was, was, shall we say, uh, tactile with the ladies, you know. Uh, he he was that way. That was his type so of character. So he, 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 you say he was tactile. He had slightly wandering hands in, in the in the 60s. Uh, was that more acceptable in the 60s? Oh, yes, most definitely. And the girls used to turn around most of the time to get off, <laughs> you know, and that was that. And you, but so if, if other uh, DJs were doing this, you managed to avoid the temptation. How, Dave? My mother taught me very well. She said, never touch a woman unless you get invited. Yeah, but that that kind of uh, makes sense. The situation has changed significantly now, obviously. Has it changed for the better, would you say, Dave? Well, I think it's made everybody more aware now because uh, I can see how that can be very distressing for especially a young lady, you know, in her her, her mid-teens or whatever, late teens, and, you know, just finding out about life and that happened. You go, oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. It's a bit like seeing an animal and the first thing he does is bite you, you know. He's not that happy after we're Travis's career is over. What, what do you think his lasting legacy will be now? I really don't know, but I do think that, you know, it's cost him everything, hasn't it? You know, his money, his house, his job, everything. I, I feel sorry for anybody in that situation, but people will argue it's of his own making, so there you go. Dave, I really appreciate your time, and maybe we can get you on and talk about something slightly happier next time. I hope so. Can I have my breakfast now? Yeah, please? go and have some breakfast, Dave, for goodness sakes. Thank you very much, Dave Cash. Uh, there, we're joined now by David Paget, Divisional Manager for Victim Support, covering Bedfordshire and Cambridge. So, morning, David.
Good morning. Ian. What kind of impact do these high-profile cases have on uh, uh, victims? Uh, it's a very good question. Um, I mean, it's it's bad enough that somebody's a victim of indecent assault uh, anyway, but for the uh, the offender to be somebody who has such a high profile does make it uh, a lot worse for people because uh, victims will fear they're not being they're not going to be believed. Why would somebody believe me against somebody who's so famous who says it never happened in the first case? And I imagine that that there's um, it must be more. Uh, stressful because you know the amount of press outside the court for something like Travis's case. You know, if you're a, a victim of a sexual offence and you're going to court, you, you want to just keep your head down. I would imagine. Uh, well, uh, absolutely. It, it's bad enough having to go to court to give evidence to to relive um, the event uh, yet again. Uh, but to have it uh, under the glare of the spotlight of the, the media and the mass of people that were there. Um, would make it considerably worse. You know, it, it's hard enough as it is. Dave, I don't know if you just heard Dave Cash there. He suggested uh, things were slightly different in the 60s. Does a, a bit of cheeky fun become something else when there's an age difference? Is is that the turning point? No, no, I think the age difference is totally irrelevant. If somebody feels they've been offended against, they've been offended against, no matter when it happened or how old they are. It's outrageous. Can I read you an email from Jill? It's, it's a little bit long, so, so I've just got it through, so just bear with me. Ian, I'm not defending Dave v. Travis. He's been found guilty beyond reasonable doubt. However, I can't help but feel that he belongs to a generation of dinosaurs who are part of an era where men thought it acceptable to grope women for a laugh. We live in a very different era now, and apart from serious crimes of assault, is it really in the public interest to prosecute gropers? Perhaps it would be better that these men apologise for their inappropriate behaviour. Uh, well, uh, it's a view I've heard before, and I'm sure it's a view I'll hear again. The point is, um, somebody um, had the courage to step forward to uh, let the police know uh, what happened to them. Um, despite being accused of being a liar in open court, um, they still had the courage to give their evidence, and they were believed. And the fact that they were believed uh, they were offended against is one of the most important things to victims. Um Yes, people may have thought uh, that years ago it was acceptable. Still a crime. Mm. Mm. Uh, David, uh, victim support, what, what help can you offer to people in these kind of um, cases? Well, um, it, it varies depending actually uh, what needs people have, but um, uh, one of the most important things is, is to get that non-judgmental uh, view when people say they've been offended against it's unconditional positive regard we believe them why would they say otherwise uh, it's an opportunity for people to talk through how things are affecting them and what may be done uh, what options they may have to try and um, cope and recover from the effects of the offense uh, this case was a really really good example of, of the link between our victim services and our witness services because uh, 36 witnesses, both defence and prosecution, were supported by victim support in mm. this particular case. So while they're there on the day in court, uh, we're there to give them uh, moral support, that active, empathic shoulder to cry on, if you like, but we also carried out um, pre-trial visits so we could let people know how things worked, where they were going to be standing, who would stand where. Who oh, yeah, because the first time you walk into a, 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 a courtroom... Man, it's intimidating. Where do I stand? Where do, where do I look? Who do I talk? It's, it's all a lot to take in, isn't it? You forget about those Absolutely. kind of basics. Absolutely. How many people actually have to go to court? Very few, really. Mm. So 
Um, you know, even police officers don't don't go to court that much. So going in and knowing who does what and who starts and who finishes and who's the Chapman funny wig and you know all that kind of stuff. They're helping uh, it will help people if if we can explain to them what goes on, where they'll stand, where we'll be. Uh, you know, to support them and so on. It, it, it makes what can be a really, really difficult experience slightly easier. David, listen, I appreciate your time. Keep up the good work and uh, um, thank you very much. Uh, it's David Padgett, Divisional Manager for Victim Support covering Bedfordshire and Cambridgeshire. There's more in Jill's email. I'll get to that into us in a second, but I'll speak to Ian first. Morning, Ian. Morning, Ian. What would you like to say? Um, just um, listening to this, um, what's going to Are the other people that accuse David Lee having victims? Or are they liars? Uh, well, victims or liars, um, I don't think it's quite as binary as that. He was cleared. He wasn't found guilty of them, of those he uh, offences. He, he wasn't found guilty, but neither was William Roach. So are we saying that because William Roach wasn't found guilty, he committed the offences? No, we're not saying that Dave Lee Travis committed those offences. We are no, saying Dave Lee Travis committed one offence and was found guilty of it and will be sentenced on Friday. He was found guilty of one offence, but there were lots of other people that said, or jumped, maybe jumped on the bandwagon and said, he's done this, he's done this, he's done this. So... You know, are the police so interested in them if, if clearly their, their, their story was fictitious? Well, no, but, but again, you're making you're making them. you're making assumptions. You're saying clearly their story was fictitious. Uh, d- 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 we don't know no, that. I'm saying if it was, I'm saying if the police right. subsequently realised, wait a minute, that was a, a completely made-up story. Should they be going after them? But there's no suggestion that those stories were made up. So that's back to the old no smoke without fire situation. No, no, not not at all. You're confusing yourself. You're mixing up several different different arguments. He was found guilty of one offence, okay? There wasn't, uh, he was not found guilty of the other offences. It doesn't mean that those those, um, people, those those, uh, in inverted commas victims, still didn't feel slighted, still didn't feel as though they had been abused. Just wasn't, he wasn't found guilty of it. Yeah, but I... I, I Doesn't mean they were lying. Doesn't mean they were liars. Does it mean that David Lee Travis is guilty just because he's found guilty by a jury? Uh, yes, yes, that's the law. So you have to, that's, that's the only thing we've got. So we have to accept that, yes, he is guilty of that one offence as he was found guilty by a jury, yes. Mm. I don't feel sorry for, for David Lee Travis. I don't feel sorry for Rolf Harris or the other guy, um, the PR guy. But I just feel that sometimes these, these celebrities have been a witch hunt for them. Uh, the guys up north, for instance. And... Ian, thank you very much. 08459 555 A celebrity witch hunt. It's an interesting kind of argument of law. He wasn't found guilty of those other 11, 12 offences, so he's not guilty of them in the eyes of the law. He was definitely found guilty of one. Do you feel... <clears throat> OK, I'm going to ask this question, Catherine. Do you feel sorry for Dave Lee Travis? Do you, agree, do you agree with him that possibly it's some form of celebrity witch hunt? Let's put that out there and see if, see if anybody bites, shall we? Do you feel sorry for Dave Lee Travis? 08459 455 555. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off on the A1M heading southbound. Very slow moving at the moment between Junction 4 for Hartford and Junction 1 for St Albans Road. Just getting in, the all lanes have reopened on the M1 heading northbound. That was between Junction 12 for Flittick and Junction 13 for Bedford. Having a look at the A414 on the North Orbital Road heading westbound. Um, closed at the moment between the High Street and the London County Roundabout. Now this is all due to a fuel spillage there. So we are seeing that it might be closed for most of the morning peak as they um, do some resurfacing work there. The M25 heading clockwise, there's a lane closed on the entry slip road um, from the M40 southbound um, just at junction 16. The M25 heading anti-clockwise is queuing between junction 21 on the M1 and junction 19 at Watford. So far, looking at the trains, everything's running well. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. We're going to ask that I feel slightly uncomfortable asking that question because he has been found guilty of a sexual offence... But I think it's still a valid question. Do you feel Do you feel sorry for Dave Lee Travis? Mm-hmm. That's not. In, I'm not in any way. Do you know? I'm slightly hesitant to even put that on Twitter because Twitter because I'll get attacked. Well, let's run down the facts. Yeah. Cleared of twelve. Yeah. Retried for two. Yeah. And a new one. And cleared cleared of those two. Yeah. And it was the new one that he was found guilty of. And this is not by. I'm, and this is not an apology for that. It's not an apology for that, and I'm not in any way trying to uh, you know take away from what that victim went through at all. He's found guilty of a sexual offence, but. The question is, do you feel sorry for David Travis? I think Let's we can go with question. that. Let's ask the question and see if anybody goes for it. Thank you, Catherine. 08459 555 It is Wednesday, the 24th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Victim Support says it hopes the Dave Lee Travis verdict will encourage more victims to come forward. The former Radio 1 and BBC Three Counties presenter from Buckinghamshire will be sentenced on Friday after being found guilty of one charge of indecent assault. The microlight pilot who was killed in yesterday morning's crash in Bedfordshire has been named as... Let me just get his name up. I do apologise. Has been named as 46-year-old Stephen Spavins from Lincolnshire. And Milton Keynes Dons are through to the fourth round of the League Cup after a 2-0 win over Bedford at Stadium MK. BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It's friendly. To me, it feels like a giant village. It's brilliant. The community's there. It's a little bit of London in the countryside. All this week, we're exploring St Albans. The oldie-worldy appeal. The peace round by the park. Telling everyone about where you live. I think it's a very friendly area. don't have to go too far. And you're out in the country and you can walk for miles. Bit of history in there. Nice green areas. I love to go down the lake. Have a little walk around. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. Push the boat out, over-mortgage yourself and come and live here. From BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, that Dave Lee Travis question, it, it sits uncomfortably with me. Should it be something like... No, it's a good question. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. Yeah, we have question. to ask the question, because uh, there, there is an element, and we heard it a little bit with Ian, although he says he doesn't have any sympathy yeah. for him. But he was asking questions that suggested that he might not think he was treated perfectly fairly. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting loads of emails on this as well. I just, I tell you what, what the highlights to me that this, I'm uncomfortable with asking this question is I'm not putting it on Twitter. Because I know in the 140 characters or less world that some will interpret that as a, a, a tacit support for mm. Dave Lee Travis and a demeaning of the crime he committed. And that's not the intention at all. But 08459 455 555, do you feel sorry for Dave Lee Travis? 
Your thoughts, please. And that question comes with no baggage or anything. Right. Onwards and upwards. Prostitutes are back on the streets of Hightown in Luton, despite last year's police crackdown. Repeated complaints that sex workers and drug dealers uh, were operating there led to a joint police and council initiative codenamed Operation Turtle. Prostitutes were moved on and curb crawlers were threatened with a letter home. Well, tell your mum. Well, Justin Dealey has uh, been in Hightown uh, this morning. Good morning, Justin. Hello, Ian. Uh, you've been there. You, have you been propositioned at all this morning? I know you have in the past. Yes, uh, twice in the past. Um, this morning, I haven't. I have to say, for, from what I saw this morning, the situation has improved compared to a year ago. Then again, I don't live there. I only saw one prostitute this morning, and that was uh, around 6.30am. But um, talking to people in Hightown, which, of course, is uh, just behind the train station. Um, they're pretty much saying what we're saying this morning, that the situation last year improved uh, and now it's getting worse. Here's what locals had to say. Well, sir, you live in the area. Uh, you heard our feature this morning. Yeah. As far as you're concerned, has the situation improved here in this part of Luton when it comes to prostitutes? Yeah, it has, but it's started to go back the way it was. It's increasing. It was... It was Hello, then it went, disappeared, now they're coming back again. And are you being propositioned all the time? I've been propositioned twice in this area before. Is oh, that yeah, happening well, to you? Oh, when there was lots of them here, they used to happen all the time, nearly, you know, nearly every day. Once all the, the fanfares disappeared and there's no, you know, no, public, no publicity to get from it, the, the politicians and the police all disappear and so can't be bothered. Again, as somebody who lives in the area, how bad is it around here for prostitutes? If you walk around, you see prostitutes everywhere, like... Rather far. They're all split it up. Not, not all together, but they all split it up. High Town and Old Bedford really bad area. So the situation's gone back to how it was before then? Yeah, yeah it's, the same, it's, it's actually the same. If you, if you come at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, or maybe later on, you see, it's, it's, it's still the same situation. So, yeah. Now, have you ever been approached by prostitutes oh, yeah, yourself? The, it's the usual. I, mean, I don't see nothing. I just walk away to honest. Like, And how close is that happening to your front door? Actually, there was once um, a prostitute um, outside my house. She was doing a little thing with someone else. And... I had to open my window tent to like get off my property, and they went. So you, you you can see how bad it is. Like if they were outside my house just doing their own thing, that like, it shows that like, got no respect. Gosh. Mm, that, I mean, that, that last fella sums it all up, really, doesn't he? I think so, you know, to, to kind of see those sort of things happening outside your front door. Absolutely shocking. When I was in Hightown last year, and we're not talking here, Ian, about 11 o'clock at night, 12 o'clock at night. At 7.30 in the morning, I saw various commuters walking down Old Bedford Road towards the train station. They were going to work, and they were being propositioned by a prostitute at 7.30 in the morning. That's how desperate the situation got in Hightown. Justin, thanks very much. We'll talk to you later on. We've got another uh, serious mission for you. We'll explain that a bit later on. Uh, local shopkeeper Shazad Kadam led the campaign to clean up the streets of Hightown and he told us that the problem would resurface as soon as the police relaxed their approach. Well, Shazad went out off his own bat and spoke to one of the sex workers. I'll tell you what the police are doing. They're making it hard for us to the point that I got attacked a couple of weeks ago because they're trying to shut down the beat so much they've got this thing called uh, Operation Turtle yeah which I found amusing because turtle means a slow process but you see with the police out here most girls are jumping in and out of cars and not thinking because they need to just quickly jump in the car before the police comes so it's dangerous for us but I understand because girls they just throw condoms on the floor well, Shazad joins us on the line now. Morning, Shazad. 
Good morning, Ian. Uh, you spoke to that young lady there who's um, working as a prostitute. Do you have any sympathy for these, these girls and these women? To be honest with you, um, you know, the ones who deserve sympathy, I will, you know, you will, you know, give them sympathy. But the ones which don't, I haven't got any sympathy. How do you differentiate them. between the two? Well, I mean, this, this young lady, you know, mentioned the fact that she understands, you know, where, where girls throw condoms and they go outside people's properties, whereas she doesn't. So, you know, someone who can respect someone else's belonging in someone else's home and, you know, respect that, you know, they could be, you know, uh, hurting someone. So those that someone. don't do it outside someone's front window or leave condoms on the doorstep, you you, um, you could have empathy for, uh, but the, the others you, you're not so keen on. Don't they, don't, I would imagine, and I don't know this, I would imagine that a significant number, if not all of the prostitutes working in Hightown, would rather be somewhere else doing something else. They, they must be driven there out of desperation. I, I, I don't know, you know, you couldn't be right there, but... At the same time, you know, this young lady, 14 years she's been doing it. You know, you know, she's saying that, uh, you know, she's on benefits. So, you know, I don't know what the council or what the partners have actually done to make her, you know, do something else. Or she chooses to do that because it's easier for her. She'll have to work one night a week. You know, how many, you know, how many people would prefer to work, you know, one day a week out of seven days, tax-free? Well, yeah, but 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 yeah, but what she has to do to avoid tax, Shazad, I don't know how many women would be particularly keen to do that. And also, really, um, this, th- these aren't high-class cl- escorts charging £250 an hour. These are girls who are, uh, I believe I, the I phrase, would, turning I, very I cheap tricks. I wouldn't know anything about that, Ian. I wouldn't know anything about the £250. But, uh, I mean, these... these they're not, they're not going to be making a lot of money um, going with fellas in, in Hightown, are they, really? Well, I, you, know, I, I, you know, I don't know how much they charge or what they charge, but the thing is, from the conversation with some of the girls, uh, you know, they've said in the past that they're quite happy for, you know, just working one night a week or two nights a week, and, um, you know, and, 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 and that's it. But the, the point is that why are they being allowed to do this on a residence doorstep? Why, you know, why, why, why Hightown? There's, uh, yep. We've got a statement from the council. Let me read it to you, Shazab. We all know this is a complex issue requiring committed partnership working over a period of time. However, the council is committed to providing effective and practical measures alongside the police enforcement activity. Your, your reaction? Well, I'm, you know, I think that they've added another partner into that uh, partnership. You know, I think this, you know, this um, young lady summed it up perfectly that it's a slow process. You know, slow process. It, 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 it's it's taken one and a half years already, and it's back to same way the stage where it was. You know, not you know we don't want it. The residents don't want it. Not even. Do one I remember when night. we had to the councils and the police? Do I remember correctly that they said it would take about three years? Well, the, the, so they're halfway they, through it. Do you think they're making progress? No, I don't think so. I think I think they're just making it worse because you know this prostitute says that she comes from Marsh Farm, comes into High Town because. It's a known area. She's worked from Crawley Green Road, uh, sorry, Crawley Road, Brook Street, and she's got moved up to Old Bedford Road because of the cameras, because they're safer. Mm. It was designed, Hightown was designed for the prostitutes. The council, the councillors are quite happy for this young lady and her colleagues 
to stay in the area. They've got an ad, they've got ad action. They've got a organization which one of our councillors works for. She'll be out of a job. You know, if the, if the prosecutors go away from this area, who, you know, how is she going to get paid for that? Shazad, I appreciate uh, your, your thoughts and also your um, uh, report as well. Excellent stuff. Shazad Kadam, local shopkeeper, 08459. Four double five five double five. We've got um... loads on the Facebook about this. Oh, go on then. Um, Legalise prostitution, tax it and regulate it. This is from Vaughan Quinn. Backward thinking and wars on drugs and vice are just pointless and only create misery and profit for ruthless criminals. Plenty of people disagree with that. Um, sorry, who's the criminal here? The police are doing a job as you are a criminal if you use prostitutes. That's from Lee Wilkinson. Um, and another one. Who needs these filthy prostitutes? Get a proper job. That's from Nyeka Addicted. Gosh. Gosh. OK, on that thought, um, we'll uh, get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Just getting reports in that the M1 heading southbound, there's two lanes blocked, but due to an accident that's happened, just a junction 11 of Dunstable Road. Um, taking a look in Newlands Road's also partially blocked, just at Luton Road at the moment, due to an accident there. And the A1M heading southbound, very slow moving on the sensors this morning, between junction 4 at Hartford and junction 1 for St Albans Road. Taking a look at the A414, the North Orbital Road, um, heading westbound, that's still closed between the High Street and London Coney roundabouts. That's due to a spillage of diesel on the road at the moment, so we are expecting it to be closed off um, till the morning peak is over. The M25 heading anti-clockwise is queuing between Junction 21, the M1, and Junction 19 for Watford. Also looking heavy in Boreham Wood on the Barnet Bypass. That's heading southbound between Serling Corner and Middle Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Victim Support says it hopes the Dave Lee Travis verdict will encourage more victims to come forward. The former Radio 1 and BBC Three Counties presenter from Buckinghamshire will be sentenced on Friday after being found guilty of one charge of indecent assault. The BBC understands that Parliament is expected to be recalled on Friday to discuss possible British airstrikes against Islamic State. There's been no official confirmation, but an announcement could come as early as this afternoon. And the microlight pilot who was killed in Yesterday morning's crash in Bedfordshire has been named as a 46-year-old man from Lincolnshire. Stephen Spavin's microlite was involved in a mid-air collision with a light aircraft over the village of Little Barford. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes-Dons are through to the fourth round of the Capital One Cup after a 2-0 win over Bradford at Stadium NK last night. Benneke Fobi scored both goals after five and 86 minutes to take his season's tally to nine. Dons assistant manager Richie Barker was delighted with the Arsenal loanee. He scored many different goals. He scored a lot of one-on-ones because of his pace and we know he can do that. But I thought that the way he took the, the first goal was excellent. You know, And to be fair to him and Will, who have obviously rotated, they've been fantastic. And Tonight was Benneke's night and um, I thought... He was excellent. Liverpool are also through after winning the longest penalty shootout in League Cup history. Liverpool drew two all at home to Middlesbrough after extra time and then won 14 13 on penalties. Arsenal, meanwhile, lost 2 1 at home to Southampton. His manager, Arsene Wenger. We had a good start. We gave a lot. We wanted really. Uh, I cannot afford the combative aspect uh, of our team, but uh, we gave two uh, stupid goals away. 
It is frustrating because uh, it is an opportunity to win a trophy and it has an educational purpose for us as well to give some young players an experience of a top level and it's a shame we cannot continue that. Tonight's third round matches include Chelsea versus Bolton, Manchester City at home to Sheffield Wednesday and Tottenham against Nottingham Forest. And after tonight's matches, it's the fourth round draw. And the England cricket squad for the one-day series in Sri Lanka will be named this lunchtime. Alistair Cook is expected to remain as captain despite ongoing criticism about his leadership and poor form with the bat. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at eight. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Simon. I should perhaps have flagged up before that last item that we might be dealing with um, adult issues. So uh, we'll, we'll try and couch it in as uh, child-friendly a way as possible. I'm always aware, not always, I try and be always aware of uh, would I want my four-year-old to listen to this show? And generally I would. But there are some things I probably wouldn't want him to hear. So I'm going to try and uh, uh, make sure that we, we keep the language and the content within something that my four-year-old will be able to listen to and not ask too many awkward questions, OK? So fingers crossed we do it. If I don't, I apologise and you can give me a slap. Uh, what are we talking about this morning? Well, Dave Lee Travis has been found guilty of uh, one sexual offence. Do you feel sorry for Dave Lee Travis? Again, I have to reiterate, that doesn't come from a place of unnecessary compassion from me. Uh, it's certainly not meant to to mean his sex crime that he's committed. I'm just asking the question. There's no baggage from me. I'm just asking the question, do you feel sorry for Dave Lee Travis? 08459 455 555. Ken in Redbourne has emailed in. In such cases, I would suggest justice delayed is justice denied, which works against both the victims and the accused. I don't believe any witness testimony can be relied on several decades after the event. That's an interesting one, isn't it? I don't think... He then asks, discuss. I don't believe any witness testimony can be relied on several decades after the event. Do you, do you kind of... When we tell stories of things that have happened to us a long time ago, and I'm not in any way suggesting this is what happened again. God, it sounds like I'm a, a David Travis denier. I'm not. But... We exaggerate sometimes. We make th- we make stories bigger than they were, and we kind of can. If it happened, if things happened twenty, thirty years ago, we can forget details. You're pulling a frowning face there, Catherine. Although, although there are certain things that can happen in someone's lifetime that it might take years for you to be able to speak about. To yeah. Anyone, because oh, y- yeah. Coping mechanisms are weird things. Oh, completely. Yes, of course. It, it can take decades for you to be in a position of of strength and confidence where you can come out and say something. So or does that you mean keep... we say to people, "Oh, sorry, I know you're only able to speak." about it now but it's too late yeah or you keep saying it but no one believes you until another series of events are put into place or something happens and you start to question the decision you made to keep quiet yeah. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Adele's in Bushy. Good morning, Adele. Oh hi, hi, Ian. It's a, good morning. I've been called you the wrong name. Oh, it don't matter. I've been called worse. <laughs> what would you like to say? Um, yeah. Well, what what you just said, it, it happened to me. I mean, many years ago in the nineteen seventies, um, I was almost raped. It was a, it was a Christmas party. I went in. in Adele, I'm really sorry to interrupt at this uh, the delicate moment of the story, and I appreciate you calling in just to get the maximum from it. Is, I think your radio's on in the background. Oh, no, I'll shut the door. Is that all right? OK, all right. Sorry to interrupt. So, g- g- carry on. OK, is that better? Yeah, that's, it just we'll all get a bit confused because there's a slight delay, but go on. Sorry. OK, um, yeah, there was an office party, Christmas party. I went in to get my coat 
um, you know, from all the noise, there was all the noise, and this man followed me in, and I, I'll never forget it. I would never forget it. He was on top of me. I could not get him off. He was so strong. Luckily, another girl came in afterwards to get her coat, and he jumped up, and I ran out. The next day I came in, I spoke to my manager. I told him what happened, and he was completely sympathetic, and he said, oh, yes, it happened to her afterwards, but she was, she was quite big and she apparently pushed him off and she got him off. I, I was only four foot ten. I was tiny. Still am. <laughs> um, anyway, but, but we did nothing. I did nothing. I did not tell the director. I didn't go to the management. I thought I would get in trouble. It just wasn't done in those days. And I so regret it now. So regret it. And all this with Dave Lee Travis, Jimmy Savile, it's just bringing it all back. And I'm really, I really, you know, would love to to get the man now. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, I don't even remember his surname, actually. Um, and, no, that's my story. People I can... just didn't go and, and say anything because we thought we'd be the troublemakers. I can hear uh, you sounding very anxious <laughs> and breathless as you're telling... I don't know if it's just because you're nervous being on the radio or if it's the recollection of the story, but... Oh, I don't know, a bit of both, probably. Pro- well, possibly. Can I ask, Adele, how yeah. old were you at the time when this happened? I would have been about 19. OK, so uh, still a young girl, oh, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. And this yeah. guy, I'm assuming, was, was older than you. Oh, yeah, yeah. He would have been, I think, in his about mid-30s. Um, and you I, knew him? You worked, you, did you I, work with him? He was in a different department, but right. we knew him. And I, I saw him after that. I would never talk to him. I never spoke to him or anything. But he would breeze in, breeze by, hi, wave, as if nothing had happened. And I just... I, I mean, you just didn't do anything in those days. It, it was like, I, I don't know if it was a bully society. I don't know. But my, my fiancé at the time, boyfriend, um, you know, he wanted to come up and I wouldn't even tell him his name because I thought... You wanted he, to clobber him? Well, <laughs> I don't know what you wanted to do. But, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, because again, I thought, no, no, I'll get the sack, I'll get in trouble, you can't do anything, you can't But you're anything. saying, I'm, I'm, I'm almost about to, to play that game where we kind of have different levels of, of you know, sexual offence and I don't know if that's, that's fair, but you, you were almost, you were almost raped. Well, he had, yeah. I mean, if, I if, he, if he I hadn't been goes. interrupted, it could have gone that far. Yeah, I really, I really thought it was. I, he had, he had me pinned on the floor. He had my, he. I remember he had my arms over my, my arms over my head, and he was, he pinned me with one hand. He was that strong, and he was using the other hand. You can imagine what he was using that for. Mm. Um, it was, it was terrifying. I was terrified, and and I knew all my friends were outside the door, and I was screaming and yelling, and no one could hear because all the disco music was going. It was just awful. He was he was drunk. I will say he was very drunk. Not an excuse, though, is it? No, 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 no. no not, I'm certainly not making an excuse. And you me. told your you, sorry, you told your boss, yeah. your immediate boss. Yeah. Was that a bloke? Yeah. And w- w- what was his reaction? He said, "Oh yes, it happened to." Uh, well, I won't mention that. No. Well, I don't know her surname anyway. Yeah. Um, it happened to blah blah. She came in because I said she'd come in. Yes, yes, he attacked her, but apparently I, I think she punched him. And right. And he, your boss didn't say, you know, uh, do you want to take this any further? Do you want to go to the police? Do you want to go to the CEO? There was none of that. It was just, oh, it was a bit of office gossip. No, no, I probably said, I I, I can't actually remember that. I remember him saying that to me. But I can't remember the details after that. But I knew, I knew that I couldn't report it. Why? Because I thought I'd get the sack. I thought I'd be seen as a troublemaker. I didn't think they'd believe me. Even though I hadn't... I didn't know if the other girl... She was in another department. Mm. I never spoke to her about it, either. And this was in the 70s? Yeah, yeah. Do you... 
do you th- do you think or do you know or do you uh, th- th- have things changed significantly since then for, for women in a similar position oh, i would hope so well first of all i don't think i hope that that would never happen to another another girl i hope you know that was just um i mean i cope with it well actually i have to say it. it's yeah. not affected me i don't think Except it's made me very, very angry now. Well, I was about to say, you say it's not affected you, but you, you yeah. just said that with the whole um, Jimmy yeah. Savile and the Dave Lee Travis, that it's it's kind of... Yeah. What, what, what is it... Stirred it, it up. It stirred it up. Yeah, what is it you're feeling when you read about Dave Lee Travis? Oh, well, I just think... Definitely. I mean, without doubt, as soon as I heard it, I thought, oh, yeah, he... No, you shouldn't think that. No, I wasn't in the jury or anything, but you do, you know. Do you feel, do you feel uh, angry, resentful, upset? With, with, with what? With well, as you're reading this story in the papers now, and it's stirring up what happened to you 35 I, years ago. I just said to my husband. Someone said, uh, "Do you have sympathy for him?" And no, I haven't got sympathy for him because he knew what he did, and uh, he should have put his hands up when he was arrested. And he chose to 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 fight it all. Um, and do I feel sorry? What was your question? Well, did you, just reading about it, and it's stirring up the feelings from the past. How how are you feeling? How are you feeling right now? Well, I feel angry with the guy that attacked me, obviously. Mm. But no, I think these these fellows. I think it's brilliant that, that they're, they're getting that. And all this rubbish about women are doing it for money. What what money are they going to get? I don't get that. You know, I, I I think that's rubbish. If if I could go to court now, and name that man and get him in court, I would so do it, so do it without batting an eyelid. I mean, I only recently told my children actually. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's not something you... I didn't no. go around... You didn't even go around talking about it. I didn't tell my parents. told my fiancé. Um, Adele, I really appreciate you uh, sharing that story with us this morning. It's certainly a lot to think about, so thank you very much. That's OK. Thank All you, right. Adele. Thanks. Bye. Gosh. Thank you, Adele. That was, um... That was uh, an eye-opener, isn't it? It's easy for me to talk about it. I'm a 41-year-old bloke. Nothing like that. Has happened. Stuff's happened, but nothing like that has happened to me. It's um, it's hard for me to empathise with a nineteen-year-old girl or a middle-aged woman in that position. Uh, and she did mention something that's interesting. A couple of things there. The, the people are doing this for the money has been accused. I don't know the names of any of the victims apart from one. Apart from the the person who interviewed the the, the, the person who, was, who went to his house to interview him. But she's her. not. She's not lodged an official complaint. No. I don't know the names of any of these victims. Now, they, they may well come out uh, at a later date. We, who knows? We may open the Sunday papers and, and find a full-page spread of my Dave Lee Travis hell. I don't know. But right now, I don't know any of their names. I, I suspect that a significant number are going to retain their anonymity, so they can't be accused of doing it for the money. Well, Adele, thank you very much for that. 08459 455 555. Um, I said it's an adult-themed show this morning, so... Uh, uh, Steve's in Luton. Morning, Steve. Hello, morning. Steve, you want to talk about prostitution? Yeah, it's more of a mental health issue, isn't it? Surely they should be taken off the street and put into rehab. But also, they've got psychological issues. I mean... Have they? Some of these things, yeah, of course they have. They've been probably raped by the parents, abused by people over the years. Uh, how do you know that? In gangs... Well, well, you don't wake up in the morning and think, yeah, I'm going to be a prostitute, do you? No. To do something like that, you've got to have a, a, a certain amount of mental issues going on. Or you've got to be desperate for cash. Well, you've got to be desperate for cash, yeah. I'm sure that some of them do have mental health issues, but I'm sure so, there are also a significant number that are, are, are desperate for cash, either to feed their drug habits or, I don't know, feed their children, and they can't see any other way out of the problem apart from selling their bodies. What's the solution, Steve? Well, put them into rehab. 
But what if they're not drug? The what if they're not drug addicts? What if they don't well, want? I, I, should ima- I should imagine the majority are. But you, d- I mean, you, you, you try to walk down the street at twelve o'clock at night, and you try selling your body. You're not going to be in the right frame of mind. You've got well, to be on something. No, you don't. Let's, necessarily- be, let's be realistic, that, Steve. I don't need to know. No, do I? It's, it's reality. Well, Steve, you don't. You, you don't know for a fact that they're all drug addicts, and also, if they are drug addicts, maybe they. I never said they was all that drug addicts, but they've obviously got mental issues as well. well how- I mean, we don't know what's happened in their past. Do we? Steve. Instead of talking about it, take them off the street, put them in a hospital, and the police and the council taking three years okay. to do this. Do- they're slow. Okay, just and put so, them in, so just they're put in a hospital. They're put in a hospital. How do they feed their children that they're selling their bodies well, to feed in the, the first place? Well, should sort that out then as well. Surely they should get the support of the government to fund them, to help them, to rehabilitate them, to go and get a job. Put them to a standard of living instead of moaning about them. Steve, thank you very much. We're letting you go because uh, your line is breaking up. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Steve's views on prostitution. I, I, I'm going to ask the question again, but if you've just heard the the, uh, the, the phone call from Adele, uh, maybe it will change your opinion slightly. So, bearing her story in mind, I will ask this question again: Do you feel sorry for Dave Lee Travis? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off this morning on the M1 heading southbound. The main carriageway at the moment is closed because of an accident that's happened just at junction 11 for Dunstable Road. Taking a look at Newlands Road, that's partially blocked because of an accident there just at Luton Road. And very slow moving on the A1M heading southbound between junction 4 for Hartford and junction 1 for the M25. The A414, the North Orbital Road at the moment heading westbound is closed between the High Street and London Coney Roundabout. And this is due to an earlier uh, fuel spillage. Um, we are expecting it to be closed for most of the morning rush hour. The M25 heading clockwise very slow between Junction 22 for St Albans and Junction 23 the A1M. So far the trains are not seeing any problems or delays on the departure boards. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much. Right, 7.46. It's uh, Wednesday, the 24th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Victim Support says it hopes the Dave Lee Travis verdict will encourage more victims to come forward. The former Radio 1 and BBC Three Counties presenter from Buckinghamshire will be sentenced on Friday after being found guilty of one charge of indecent assault. The microlight pilot who was killed in yesterday morning's crash in Bedfordshire has been named as 46-year-old Stephen Spavins from Lincolnshire. And Milton Keynes Dons are through to the fourth round of the League Cup after a 2-0 win over Bradford at Stadium MK. Coming up, more of your phone calls on uh, Dave Lee Travis and prostitution. No connection there. But before that, let's get the weather. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. A rather damp and grey start to the day. We had quite a lot of rain overnight. The bulk of it has moved south and eastwards. However... Behind it, I'm afraid we've got some fairly sharp showers. Also mixed in with some bright spells and some sunny spells, though. We've developed a cool northwesterly breeze today, so it's not going to feel quite as warm. But in the sunshine and a sheltered spot later on, we could be seeing temperatures up to around 18 Celsius, so still reasonable. Now, the showers will die away overnight. The sky will clear, so temperatures are going to drop right down again into single figures, around 6 Celsius in the countryside. Hanging on to a bit of a breeze, though, so that should uh, put pay to any mist and fog patches developing for so for tomorrow morning, a bright start, quite sunny. We've got uh, some cloud moving in, though, through the course of the day, turning things a little hazy, much breezier than it has been as well. But 
temperatures still warm, maximum up to 19 Celsius. And that's your forecast. You can do it right now, please. Every weekday morning, local opinions. Well, I think it's a very difficult uh, proposition. You really cannot l- allow your heart to rule your head. Local stories. I wanted to call my house Hardcore Mansions. They refused that on two separate occasions. I wasn't leaving the house through the fear as to what I would find when I came back. Local life. I bought a car within three months. It's rusty. They said that the deposit would be forthcoming. It wasn't. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Jamie is in Luton. Morning, Jamie. Morning. What would you like to say? The prostitution. Yep, go on. Obviously, some of these ladies are obviously feeding the habit, aren't they? The drug habit that they have. Some of them are, yes. Obviously, some of them ain't. Um, but there is certain places around Luton, um, different massage parlours. Why can't they put the ladies in there? Because obviously they're still going to pay... They pay to a pimp a percentage, and they're going to pay a percentage into these places, but they're going to be cleaner, aren't they? Why are they going to be cleaner? Well, because they're not going to be doing it on the street outside people's houses. Or... I don't think it's as easy, though, as you just go up to a massage parlour and say, hello, have you got any vacancies for a prostitute? <laughs> I don't think it quite works like that. There's got to be a different way of doing it rather than the the police just letting them do it on the street in front of certain people, etc., etc. As as we've been doing this story for a while, and Mm. as it goes on, I am beginning to be able to see both sides of the story a little bit better. I managed to take a step back. When we first came to us, I was uh, pretty much on the side of the residents and think it was disgusting. Now I'm taking a little step back. I got empathy and sympathy for both sides. There are no winners in this story on either side. No, there isn't. And I don't know what the answer is. I think your suggestion is an interesting one. I don't think it would work because um, I would imagine a lot of the girls who are working as escorts in massage parlours, I would would imagine the bosses of some of those places aren't particularly nice. Uh, And there is perhaps an element of fear um, in uh, in those places. And also, if you're desperate for cash to feed your kids or feed your drug habit, why are you going to want to pay someone else 25% of that money? Well, they still pay their pimp a certain percentage of that because a lot of them girls that are out there, there is somebody that actually does look over them. Do we know? Do we know that about the girls in Hightown? I don't. I, I wonder how many of those are Probably working for run a pimp. by the same sort of pe- people that uh, you know run the other places. I would uh, thought. How do we? How do you know that? What's your evidence? I haven't got no evidence. Exactly. It, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's sort of like you know. I'm just speaking hypothetically. Really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Both of us are kind of making up bits and pieces here, Jamie. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's right or who's wrong. I've got no idea. In the story I make up. the, the these women, the majority of them, are doing it independently. Mm. I don't know. It's an interesting suggestion, Jamie. Thank you very much indeed. I think the fact that that woman that was spoken to by Shazad um, was standing underneath the camera for protection, yeah. that does, doesn't really sound like someone who's been looked after. I, yeah, I, I, I make up that a lot of them are doing it independently. Tony on the text says, uh, selling your body is the right thing to do. There are many people out there who cannot get a partner. There are people who have a disability that need these sales. Lay off the working girls, give them a clean, safe place to work and let them have health and safety and also pay tax. That's according to uh, Tony on the text. And Liam in Bletchley makes an interesting point. He says, I understand that Britain is one of the very few countries in Europe where prostitution is illegal. And it's also the country with proportionately the highest level of sex crime. This, if true, is interesting, although I'm not necessarily suggesting any connection. Where is prostitution legal? Is it legal on the continent? And obviously Amsterdam is legal. Yeah, I think it is. Is it? 
Okay, your thoughts, please. 08459 four double five five double five. Now, the Fire Brigade's union is protesting in Watford today. It's part of a nationwide Ring of Fire <clears throat> tour that they've organised, highlighting the impact the government's austerity agenda is having on the service. We can speak now to Matt, uh, Matt Rack, the General Secretary of the Hertfordshire branch of the Fire Brigade's unions. Morning, Matt. Good morning. What's the demonstration about? Well, it's not so much a demonstration. It's uh, our members are coming out today to speak to people in in Watford, uh, as you say, part of a tour. And what we're, we're doing is highlighting what's happening to our fire service across the country and locally as well. So, since 2010, we've had huge cuts, cuts we've never seen before uh, in post-war history. 20% so far, but more to come. Uh, that means that there are 5,000 fewer firefighters around the country, there are 39 fewer fire stations, and 145 fewer uh, fire engines. And that, in our view, is uh, unsustainable, it's dangerous, and we, we want to alert people to that because we're coming up to a general election. We want people to be putting their politicians on the spot about these sort of issues. What difference do you think this is actually going to make, Matt? Well, we've had a very good. It's uh, we've had a very good response around the country. Uh, it's going to highlight the the issue with uh, local people, but also local politicians. You know, over the next few months, politicians will be coming to uh, people seeking votes. Uh, I think there's a lot of cynicism about politics, and I think that uh, people should put politicians on the spot and say. Uh, what is it you're offering me about the National Health Service? What are you offering me about the, the, the future of my fire and rescue service? So that's, that, we're just playing a small part in that So what discussion. changes, what changes do you want to see happen? What would you like David Cameron to say, all right, Matt, this is, this, tell us what you want and we'll do it for you? Well, I think those, that level of cuts has to stop. Um, David Cameron's very quick to come and praise firefighters, for example, over last winter's floods. Uh, where you had firefighters camped out for days on end, not in their own county, but uh, sent down to the southwest, for example, for days on end. Uh, and politicians come and pray, sing our praises uh, during those sort of events. Uh, but the very next day, we'll have an announcement that a fire station somewhere is closing and another 50 or 100 jobs is going somewhere. So you can't run a service like that, cutting it to bits, and it will... Uh, in the longer term, certainly, undermine the ability to deal with those major sorts of incidents. So if you take, you know, the, the, the home counties, we, each, each fire service is dealing with its own risks, its own day-to-day uh, -day fires, road traffic accidents and so on, but periodically we have major events which requires calling on the services of, of firefighters from across the country. You know, Bunsfield, for example, being one, or the, the, the London terrorist uh, events in, in 2007. Are our lives being put at risk, Matt, with these cuts? Well, there is no doubt that well, the, the, the effect of this is that over time it means that when people dial 999, it is taking longer for firefighters and fire engines to get to those incidents. So we've, uh, we've published a report just uh, within the past couple of weeks called Sounding the Alarm, the Future of Our Fire and Rescue Service. And on response times, that's how quickly we get to fires and other emergencies, over 20 years, it's taking on average two minutes longer. That's pretty horrific if you, if, uh, you think about the, what people want when they have to dial 999. Hopefully it will never happen to people, but it does, and it happens every day. Uh, and to be able to do firefighters' job properly, safely, effectively, uh, and efficiently, you need the right number of firefighters to get to an incident as quickly as possible. Uh, you're going to be the Fire Brigade Union is in Watford today. Do you know exactly where if people want to come along? Uh, 
I... Just look for a load of firemen. Yes, it's in one of the... That'll do. Parking square. I'll be there, and I'll... <laughs> I need to check that myself, actually. Well, make sure you get to the right place, I Matt. get to the right Listen, place. Listen, thank you very much for your time. Matt Rack, General Secretary of the Hertfordshire Branch of the Fire Brigades Unions. If you want to go and have a little look, they'll be in Watford today if you want to have a chat with them. On the subject of prostitutes, it's Craig. Morning, Craig. Morning, Ian. What would you like to say? Um, yes, um, I happen to know one of these so-called uh, streetwalkers, but she's not a streetwalker. Okay. She's a totally independent woman who has fell upon her under circumstances that was outside of her control. She's a middle-aged woman who had a full-time job for 20 years working for government. She got made redundant and she's got nice disease, etc., etc. She doesn't do this full-time. She she has full control over it and she's happy with it. Uh, How much money does she make? Um, well, it's not something I really talk about, but I figure that she can make about £100 an hour. See, that's not bad, is it? That's almost as much as me. Uh, well, it's more than, well, actually, it's just almost as same as me. <laughs> um, I, but, well, I, I suppose someone in her position is, is different from, you, you know, if she's doing it part-time, she's enjoying it, she's doing it in her own place, and that she's not doing it yep. because she is being bullied, threatened or beaten, then that's one thing. I suppose it, it is different to those women who have to walk up and down the streets in Hightown and, um, you know, they're doing it either to feed their drug habits or feed their children. Yeah, I agree with that, but what I'm trying to say is that there is a general perception that all prostitution is um, feeding drug habits, I've got mental health problems, etc, etc. It's not purely that. There are independent women who are in full control of what it is that they choose to do, and either they enjoy it or they do it to, um, because they've got bills to pay, but it's their choice to do it. Would you pay for sex, Craig? Uh, I don't have to, I'm married. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it. We'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll leave it hanging there, Craig. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Your thoughts on that, please. And the question of the morning is: Do you feel sorry for Dave Lee Travis? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Starting off with the problems on the M1 heading southbound. Queuing back to Junction 12 for Flitting at the moment to Junction 11 at Dunstable Road as the main carriageway is closed off because of an accident. The emergency services are on the scene at the moment. Taking a look at Newlands Road, that has partially blocked at Luton Road following an accident there as well. And the A1M heading southbound. On the sensors showing delays between Junction 4 for Hartford and Junction 1 for the M25. Taking a look in Coney Heath in the A414, the North Orbital Road heading westbound that's closed between the High Street and London Coney roundabout that's following a spillage of diesel on the road. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. Coming up in the next hour, more on Dave Lee Travis. Do you have sympathy for him? Turns out quite a few of you do. That's interesting, isn't it? and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, victim support, welcome Dave Lee Travis, verdict, Parliament to be recalled to discuss airstrikes and more cup success for Milton Keynes Dons. BBC Three Counties Radio. Victim support says it hopes the Dave Lee Travis verdict will encourage more victims to come forward. The former Radio One and BBC Three Counties presenter from Buckinghamshire will be sentenced on Friday after being found guilty of one charge of indecent assault. He was cleared of two other charges. David Padgett is from Victim support in Bedfordshire. Somebody um, had the courage to step forward to uh, let the police know uh, what happened to them. Despite being accused of being a liar in open court, they still had the courage to give their evidence and they were believed. And the fact that they were believed they were offended against is one of the most important things to victims. Yes, people may have thought uh, that years ago it was acceptable. Still a crime. The BBC understands that Parliament is expected to be recalled on Friday to discuss possible British airstrikes against Islamic State. There's been no official confirmation, but an announcement could come as early as this afternoon, as the BBC's Norman Smith explains. There'll be a move to wait until the Labour Party conference actually concludes at around a lunchtime, and then I think we can expect things to move quickly, and the clear indications are that Parliament will be recalled on Friday because um, there is a reluctance to... To, uh, overshadow this conference or to interrupt the Conservative Party conference which begins on Sunday and the expectation is there will be a formal request from the Iraqi Prime Minister um, for Britain to join in airstrike. Police in Buckinghamshire have again urged victims of child sex abuse to come forward after two teenagers were each jailed for three years for offences in High Wycombe and Chesham. 18-year-old Kishan Mills from Oldham and a 17-year-old from Cambridgeshire, who cannot be named for legal reasons, were jailed yesterday at Oxford Crown Court. The offences involved seven female victims between 2009 and 2012. The microlite pilot who was killed in yesterday morning's in Bedfordshire has been named as 46-year-old Stephen Spavins from Spalding in Lincolnshire. The microlite was involved in a mid-air collision with a light aircraft over the village of Little Barford. The other pilot made an emergency landing at Thurlie Airfield. There are delays on the M1 in Bedfordshire this morning following a crash involving a car and a van on the southbound carriageway at Junction 11 for Luton and Dunstable. The main carriageway is closed with traffic diverted off and on again at Junction 11. Residents living in the high town area area of Luton say prostitutes have taken over their neighbourhood again. Last year the police and the council announced a five-year plan to get rid of street prostitution in the area. There will be a further meeting for residents tomorrow. In sport Milton Keynes Dons are through to the fourth round of the Capital One Cup after victory over Bradford at Stadium MK. Towards the phobie. Great turn of phobie. Then a strike. What a goal! Benic of phobie! Deli Alley in the centre circle plays it through for a phobie. It's a beautiful ball. A phobie to make it to. Great finish. Game over. MK Dons 2, Bradford 0. And the draw for the fourth round takes place tonight. The weather, a cloudy start with rain in some areas, brightening up with sunny spells later, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Ah, St Albans. Tell me about it, people. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. I love to go down the lake, have a little walk around. Exploring where you live. It's friendly. To me, it feels like a giant village. All this week, we're exploring St Albans. A bit of history here and there, nice green areas. St Albans has always been a market town. It's the best-kept secret in Hertfordshire. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. You can do it right now, please. 
Boyley, BBC Three Counties Radio. Busy show so far this morning, Boyley. It really has been. What are we talking about? All kinds. Go on. We're talking about the Dave Lee Travis verdict yesterday. He was um, found guilty of one count of indecent assault. Of course, he was cleared of 12. There was a retrial for two more counts. They were also, he was also cleared of those. One has stuck. So we're asking this morning whether you have any sympathy for Dave Lee Travis, which sounds like an odd question, but there are plenty of people out there, it would seem, who do. Yeah, I've not I've not tweeted it because I know it will be misunderstood and I will be attacked on Twitter, but it comes with no baggage from me or no, you know, nothing. I'm just asking the question. OK, if you're wondering why we're asking this question, this tweet might answer it, OK? Uh, not tweet, it's a text. Andrew in High Wycombe. In any court case, celebrity or not, if someone sees the possibility of making some money, they may be tempted to embellish or even fabricate a story. It's a sad fact there are people who who will do that without any thought for the consequences and the damage they may do in case they're caught out. For a celebrity, it's a no-win situation because their reputation is ruined even if they're not guilty. I feel sorry for DLT in this respect and that verdicts on celebrities could be being judged in the wake of the Jimmy Savile case. However, he's been found guilty and I wonder if he will appeal. Andrew thinks there should be three verdicts, Ian. Guilty, not guilty and innocent. He says that would make results less ambiguous. Oh. So not guilty would be that it was not proven. Oh. Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Let me think about that for a second. Hang on. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties. That's uh, a third potential verdict. This, that, that's interesting. It, it, it wouldn't work. But I don't... My knee-jerk reaction is it wouldn't work, but I don't quite know why it wouldn't work. Because if you're saying, if you've got guilty, not guilty and innocent, then not guilty would imply guilt. That's why it wouldn't work. There we go. The not proven idea. Yeah. So it would, it would, it, you, you couldn't do that. You couldn't have that hanging over somebody. OK. 08459 four double five five double five. Why are we talking about it? Well, uh, David Lee Travis uh, the, has been found guilty of one sexual offence and the charity Victim Support hopes the verdict will encourage more victims who've been abused by famous people to come forward. Yesterday, the former BBC Three Counties uh, radio presenter was found guilty of indecently assaulting a researcher on the Mrs Merton show in 1995. The 69-year-old, who was charged under his real name, David Griffin, faced two trials this year involving a series of allegations of indecent assault and sexual assault, all of which he denied. Well, this morning we've been asking, do you feel sorry for David Travis? May seem an uh, inappropriate, uh, insensitive question, but one or two of you have said, yeah, actually, we do. Justin has been uh, taking this to the streets. Morning, Justin. Hello, Ian. Uh, I, I feel uncomfortable asking this question, but mm. I, um, it, it, I think it's a valid one because people, some people do have sympathy for him. I think so. I think um, the difference of opinion out there is absolutely fascinating. Some, mm. uh, some audio coming up here. I have been asking that question this morning. If people feel sorry for Dave Lee Travis, here's what happened. No, not in the slightest. Abuse the position of responsibility that he was in. He was a DJ. Um, idol to millions. Yes, I would listen to him when he was a DJ. Um, no, Ledman's everything else. Yes, I've got no sympathy for him now. He abused the position he was in. He, he deserves everything he gets. Same as old Rolf Harris. How upsetting is it for you? Because, of course, these people you mentioned there, listening to Dave Lee Travis, you're watching Rolf Harris on TV. I'm sure that you thoroughly enjoyed their programmes. Hearing these, these horrendous stories, how does that make you feel now, looking back on your, your youth? Cheated. You know, you trusted these people. They were icons. You know, you wanted to emulate them. Yes? Um, don't want to emulate Ralph Harris anymore. Dave Lee Travis, no chances. You know, you wanted to achieve. They'd achieved. You wanted to achieve. Similarly, but again, they abused what they, where they were. Yeah, and I think that 
they deserve everything they get, honestly. So you've got memories of, of listening to, to DLT's radio show on Radio 1, his TV programmes as well. Do you feel sorry for him? Yeah, I do, I do feel sorry for him, yeah. Because uh, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. It was just uh, the thing in the day where people used to put their arms around youngsters or whatever to reassure them, and it's backfired on it just because of other people you know, complained about being touched up or whatever. Do you think he's done absolutely nothing wrong, despite the evidence you've heard, despite the guilty verdict? Yeah. Do you think he's done nothing wrong, seriously? I seriously do, yeah. yeah. I can't see it. Is that just because, though, you were such a big fan of his work and you're blinded by the facts? It could be, but um, my point of view is I can't see how he's done anything wrong. I mean, when you see him on top of the pops or see him live on top of the pops, put his arms around people, but you couldn't see anything in his eyes or anything that would make you think otherwise. So touching somebody's breasts, you think, is, is perfectly acceptable? If he done it. Is that a proof? It's gone through a court of law and he's been found guilty. That's, that's British court of law. I don't, don't trust British court of law. Angela, there's the front page of The Sun. The headline is Hairy Cornflake Faces Porridge. Have you got any sympathy for Dave Lee Travis? Do you feel sorry for him? No, I don't. No, not if he's found guilty, no. Because he's, he, he's committed an offence and people who commit offences and are found guilty should be trialled and put away. So it doesn't, it doesn't happen to anybody else. Gosh. Mm, absolutely. Gosh, well, if the fellow doesn't believe British uh, legal system, then, uh, you know, the, the mm. good luck to him. Really. I just find that absolutely incredible. Mm. Here is a man we're talking about this morning, who, of course, used to work on three counties as well. He's been found guilty, and there are some people out there that have sympathy for him because they think he's done nothing wrong. I just can't get my head around that. Justin, thank you very much uh, indeed. Your thoughts, please. 08459 455555. Just a quick one before you go to your next guest. Yeah. You know we had the um, idea of a guilty, um, not proven, um, not guilty yeah. verdict. Well, this has um, prompted a couple of texts. We've had one through from Steve. It says, the nearly independent Scotland has had not proven for certain cases for many years. Oh. Apparently, it means if new evidence comes to light, you can be retried at any time. Oh, OK. That's interesting. Thank you for that, Catherine. If anyone's had experience that do let us know uh, joining now uh, joining me now is Carmen Melly a criminal barrister who specializes in sexual offenses good morning Carmen what's your reaction to this case good morning um well I wouldn't say that I've woken up with overwhelming feelings of sympathy to Dave Lee Travis but these cases are very difficult when you're going back so many years um he we what we have to do I believe unlike um the last uh, bit of audio you played is mm. to trust the British justice system. I don't think there's a better system than jury trials and clearly they've paid real attention to the evidence. They found him not guilty on some, guilty on another and we have to trust that the evidence was there to support where they found him guilty and believe in the system. Does it make a difference or should we read anything into the fact that it, it was um, it was 10-2 the jury? It wasn't overwhelming was it? No it wasn't but I do find, in my experience of trials, that sexual offences often split opinion. There are people who think that, you know, whilst you shouldn't go around groping women you don't know in corridors, it isn't a matter for courts. You know, there are some people who still have that attitude, and they were going to find, if that was their view, David E. Travis is not guilty, even if they found the evidence there, because they just don't agree with going back in time for these sort of less serious sexual offences. So, Majority verdicts, 10 to 2 or 11 to 1, is quite normal in sexual offences, and particularly when we're going back in time. It's, it's, it's odd, isn't it? Because I, 
if I've got this right, and I haven't got, the, got it in front of me, the, 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 the main thing that, that, that he was found guilty for was, um, was basically jiggling a woman's breasts, I think. Um, and there will be some people, even in 2014, who think, oh, for goodness sakes, really? Yes, there will be. There will be. I mean, you know, we come across them come across them regularly. But I, I'm not saying that jiggling a woman's breasts of somebody you know is acceptable. But this wasn't an office party mm. where there'd been banter between these two people for years and years, and there'd been a mild bit of flirtation. This was a woman he didn't know who he who was in a position lower than him, who would have been found it difficult to say no at the time. You know, who was just a researcher starting out on their um, career and. He's who he is, walks down the corridor and thinks, as of right, he can just walk up to a young woman and touch them intimately. You know, so although some people have those attitudes, I don't share them. It's odd, it's odd, isn't it? I mean, that, to me, is obviously uh, completely inappropriate. But I remember uh, when we were talking about Savile or, or maybe Stuart Hall a while ago, I remember speaking to a Lib Dem who um, thought it would, bo- it would be sexual harassment or abuse if I leant in to kiss a woman on the cheek, in a, it, it, a woman that I didn't know. But you know sometimes you do these kind of showbizy or, 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 sure. or continental kisses. He thought that was sexual abuse. So there are yeah, areas, I, I, aren't there, where it gets a little bit cloudy. It does, it does, it does get difficult. One person's opinion is different to someone else's. Absolutely. I mean, the law, for this to be an offence, certainly under the old law it would have been indecency, under the new law it would be sexual, it has to be a sexual right. act. The jury have to find that it, it was it was sexual in content. So, you know, putting your arm around someone in a non-sexual way, mm. going to kiss someone in a non-sexual way, they wouldn't, they wouldn't fulfil the criteria of these offences. So, you know, people should feel okay about greeting people with a kiss on the cheek or so forth. But Does the current system, Karma, for um, uh, victims, d- does it work well enough uh, are they? I, I think they're listened to more than perhaps they were even three, four, five years ago. But but is the system appropriate for people to go and report these kind of crimes? The system has improved enormously, and what we're likely to see rolled out across the country, and we've been piloting it in Leeds, is this scheme where where certain victims can actually give their evidence and be cross-examined in advance of the trial. So, you know, we are trying to support victims through the process, through having specialised officers and Crown Prosecution Service lawyers and barristers. I think things have improved dramatically. I, I wouldn't say it's perfect. We're dealing with a system that's very underfunded. Final question, Carmen. We had an email from Ken. Uh, the, the, the last line is, I don't believe any witness testimony can be relied on several decades after the event. Your thoughts on that? If something's happened to you, you know that it's happened. And day in, day out, we hear harrowing tales of, from adults who were wickedly abused by their families frequently on an almost nightly basis. Those people know exactly what happened to them. I don't want to see a law where we cannot bring offences, particularly the serious ones, after years. Th- these people have a, a, must be brought to justice at whatever stage they're in uh, and at. Karma, I appreciate your thoughts on this. Thank you. It's, a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Karma Melly there, criminal barrister who specialises in sexual offences. The question I'm putting to you, dear listener, is do you feel sorry for Dave Lee Travis? 08459... Four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Starting off on the M1 heading southbound. Uh, the main carriageway at the moment is closed due to an accident just at junction 11 for Dunstable Road. Um, we are seeing congestion back to junction 13 at Bedford at the moment. Taking a look at the A1M, that's very slow on the sensors heading southbound between junction 4 for Hartford and junction 1 for the M25. Um, the A414, the North Orbital Road, heading westbound, still closed at the moment between the High Street and the London Coney roundabouts. Now that's following a spillage of diesel on the road there. We are expecting it to remain closed for the rest of rush hour this morning. Anti-clockwise in the M25, very slow on the sensors and just between junction 19 at Watford and junction 16 for the M40. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. 16. It is Wednesday the 24th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Victim support says it hopes the Dave Lee Travis verdict will encourage more victims to come forward. The former Radio 1 and BBC Three Counties presenter from Buckinghamshire will be sentenced on Friday after being found guilty of one charge of indecent assault. The BBC understands Parliament is expected to be recalled on Friday to discuss whether Britain should join airstrikes in Iraq and Syria against Islamic State. And Milton Keynes Dons are through to the fourth round of the League Cup after a 2-0 win over Bradford at Stadium MK in their football game. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday from three, Roberto Peroni. Are league tables the best way to judge a school? Panel, do you have any sympathy for the Buckinghamshire golfer Ian Poulter? Police are issuing safety advice to women in Watford, but I'm fascinated by the age gap between her and her husband. Figures show that around half a million pounds were spent in Hertfordshire last year clearing up after people who dump rubbish. They just ate them. Roberto Peroni. There's been an extraordinary action on social media. My big concern is that no one ever worries about the victims. The whole system is designed to help the criminal. Roberto Peroni, weekdays from three, BBC Three Counties Radio. Goss, a little bit of gossip. A little bit of gossip. Jonathan Vernon-Smith is joining me. He's mm. upset that your studio... This is We, we uh, come from different studios. We do. I come from the luxury suite, uh, and you come from the slightly <clears throat> down market. Mine is falling apart. Yeah, you're not happy, are you? Hardly anything works. Ooh. I've got light bulbs not working. Yep. Screens not working. It's because we're moving in February, so they don't give a stuff about us. Right, I they see. They don't That's give a stuff it, about I this see. place. Yeah, it's a right old, uh, right old pickle in my studio today. Not, to not a good that. start to the day, really. No, no. Well, this this studio is mine, and uh, I let Roberto uh, use it in the afternoon. So, good luck. Okay, no, it's fine. I, I uh, many years ago, I used to come from this studio. Yeah, well, then you know that's that's showbiz, right? What's on your show today? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine, how do you think Dave Lee Travis should be punished? Former Radio 1 and BBC Three Counties Radio DJ Dave Lee Travis has been found guilty of indecently assaulting a researcher working on the Mrs Merton show in 1995. The jury at Southwark Crown Court convicted him by a majority verdict of 10 to 2. Giving evidence, the woman described how DLT slid his hands up her breasts and squeezed them. When interviewed by the police about the incident, Mr Travis said he remembered the days when you got kicked in the groin for touching someone, not taken to court. From nine this morning, I want your views on this. How do you think Dave Lee Travis should be punished? The judge certainly mentioned to him that all options were available, including a prison sentence. Mm. Would that be the right place for him? From nine this morning, your views. 08459 455 555. 
on FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. 459 455 555 is the telephone number. That's Jonathan's question. We're asking, do you feel sorry for Dave Lee Travis? 08459 455 555. You can text as well if you wanted to. Oh, I wouldn't mind a text. 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you could send me an email. Ian.lee at bbc.co.uk. Don't forget, don't forget... I spell Ian properly. I A I N dot L double E. Irene's on the line. Good morning, Irene. Good morning, Lee. Ian. <laughs> Sorry. That's all right, my love. What would you like to say? Well, that's your your producer is sort of rushing me through. Um, well, something I was saying to her, and then she said she wants me on, but oh. uh, I'm a little bit wary of it being on. Well, you're you're on now. Well, I am. Yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> Don't be wary. Um, well, lots of people know me, and I mean, I don't want people sort of saying wrong things to me when later on. Okay. But the point is, my my point is, I do feel sorry for DLT. Why? Um, because I have met him in many occasions, and many occasions he's come to do our openings and different uh, events for Age UK, Milton Keynes. Yeah. Now... When he is around, and if you want a picture with him, yep. he will, yes, say yes, he will do it. He will ask you if it's all right to put his arm on your shoulder. But, the, but in this instance, he didn't ask the woman if it was all right to jiggle her breasts. No, but many, many lads, many, many people will mess up and do things. But I do feel sorry for him, because... Bef- way before your time, there was a case from somebody from Coronation Street, not the ones that are now. Yeah. And it happened to one of them men. Right. And it ruined their life. And then it came out later on that the young girl had made an excuse. They'd made it up. Yes. Well, that's that's very sad if, if people's careers and lives are ruined because of lies, of course. Well, that's right, but, but, and I have seen it, but I mean, but, I but know... But there's, no implica- there's, no, there's no indication that this woman has made it up. That she had, It sounds like, you know, her story was believed by the, the, uh, the jury and yeah. they found I've, him guilty. I've known him and met him. I yeah. mean, I went, um, we went to Vauxhall Park, um, Capital, um, Capital Gold Do's that they have at Yarmouth. He was there. No. And people were going up and having pictures and taking with him. And first thing he says, do you mind if I take it? If I if, if he sort of yeah. gets out in but, the picture. But he, he obviously didn't ask that to this woman who felt that she was... Do you think that, that um, if a woman does have her breast jiggled spontaneously that she should just laugh it off? Well, no, no, I don't. But then, oh, no more than what I feel now that some of the young people go around with their um, tops a bit lower than they should. I'm not saying they should have them right up the neck, but I don't think you should expose yourself. You should have a bit of. So if you're showing, self. if you're showing a little bit of cleavage, it's all right to someone go and jiggle your boobs. Is that what you're saying? No, I don't. I've always had respect for myself. Yeah. I was brought up quite strict. Well, Irene, you've done very, very well. I would see there's no need to be wary, was there? Well, 
no, but I mean, I am speaking for him because I have met him. Well, there you go. And I, I, have, I've... I did have a picture taken. I mean, my phone is up the creek, that the one. But oh. there is a picture with him quite close to me. Um, and, and will you display that so picture? With, will you display that picture with pride? Uh, I would if my phone would work now. <laughs> there we go. So, uh, Irene, thank you very much. You see, you, you, you handled yourself perfectly there. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Interesting that she feels sympathy, feels sorry for David Travis because he did some charity work and he was a gentleman to her. Doesn't detract that he was not a gentleman to um, one other woman. Gosh, what, what adult discussions we're having this morning? We're on to uh, prostitution now. Morning, kids! Yeah, I know. Uh, we'll, we'll try and couch it in language that's, uh, that, that won't uh, put parents in embarrassing positions. Uh, residents living in the high town of area of Luton say that prostitutes are once again blighting their lives. A joint police and council crackdown has been in force for over a year now, helping to keep some sex workers off the streets. But locals say they've taken over the area again and abuse people as they go to work. We can speak to Bridget, as she wants to be known, who lives in Hightown. Morning, Bridget. Hello. What, uh, what kind of things are you seeing? Well, personally, I, I, I see a couple of the older prostitutes around, but um, the, the people contact me and come and see me about the terrible problem that we call is more on the front line, Dudley, Elgar, North Street and Old Bedford Road. Yeah. And, of course, once they come into the paths of, of where we live, um, you know, it's a rabbit warren, so they're lost. So, yes, it, it, it is. And what kind of things are going on? Well, all the same as before. Um, uh, evidently, four new prostitutes were seen last week alone. Oh. Um, anybody who's venturing out is being asked for business. Um, and if it is a little bit late at night, people that are walking home, minding their own business, are told, what the effing hell do you think you're doing out of this this time of night if you don't want business get in who's who, so who's saying that prostitutes yes. or punters yes these prostitutes are saying it oh. to men that are, are coming home oh i see they're saying yes. it to men and then you know you've got um, the continual noise of the cars that is becoming a problem again people can't even hear their televisions and basically you know there is so much tea and sympathy for the prostitutes and none for us and it hasn't changed one iota do you have any sympathy for the prostitutes bridget no, I don't. Why not? No, I don't, because, you know, they choose that life. Um, uh, most of them have not got pimps, and they choose that life. Uh, uh, you know, people have to live on benefits, and they're usually getting benefits as well. So why can't they live a decent life and, and try and manage on what they're well, getting? I, I would imagine, and I'm making this up, Bridget, but I would imagine that, that um, they, are, they have chosen that life out of desperation. They've not gone, <clears throat> they've not, not gone, hey, do you know what, I'm going to become a prostitute and sell my body for a few quid so I can feed the kids. They, they, they've chosen it out of desperation, haven't they? I'd, I wouldn't agree. Um, if you get speaking to some of the prostitutes, they will tell you they're not desperate. They do it for money. They do it for pocket money or they want a better life. And, you know, it supplements the benefits. And they've, you've, you've, you've spoken to them. This is what they've said to you. No, I haven't spoken ah. to them. But people who have, and, you know, we do know some because there are some that live in council uh, uh, 
dwellings around here and you know they you know some people may give them this slant oh they're so desperate maybe there are a few that are but um, I think on the whole it's just a game for them and we have to be pawns in this filthy game and our lives are blighted round the clock you've got people around here now they can't walk their dogs they can't go out they said if they come home from a night out you know, there's all the pros and the punters hanging around. I mean, you know, it's our lives mm. that are blighted. What would you like to see happen, Bridget? Well, we've been here before. How many times haven't we? Of course, we'd like to see a complete crackdown. Prostitutes arrested. A bit of, you know, a bit of really hard efforts from the council. I don't blame the police because the police are there. Um, you know, they've been cut to the bone. And they they really do feel our pain, I think. But you know, it's the it's the hierarchy of the council and the councillors who who just laugh at us. One, I've just had a, a, a tweet, Bridget, uh, uh, about you, and I hope you don't mind if I put this to you. Um, Scott has said this woman's a, a bit of an unsympathetic unsympathetic so and so. Right, he can say what he likes, but tell him to come and rent a flat around here mm. and after a few weeks unless he is a pawn and pro lover of course see if he would then say the same about me Bridget I appreciate your time this morning thank you very much uh, indeed Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs BBC Three Counties Radio Starting off on the M1 heading southbound. Two lanes are closed at the moment. Um, just at 11 for Dunstable Road following an accident that happened a little earlier on this morning. We are seeing congestion to Junction 12 for Flitwick at the moment. The A1M heading southbound. Very heavy moving on the sensors between Junction 8 for Stevenage and Junction 6 for Welland. And taking a look at the A414, the North Orbital Road heading westbound is still closed between the High Street and London Coney roundabouts. Now this is all due to a large um, spillage of fuel there, so we are expecting it to be closed for the rest of the morning. The M25 heading clockwise is queuing at the moment, just at junction 22 for St Albans, and it's queuing on the Barnet Bypass on camera heading southbound between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Victim Support says it hopes the Dave Lee Travis verdict will encourage more victims to come forward. The former Radio 1 and BBC Three Counties presenter from Buckinghamshire will be sentenced on Friday after being found guilty of one charge of indecent assault. The BBC understands Parliament is expected to be recalled on Friday to discuss whether Britain should join airstrikes in Iraq and Syria against Islamic State. And councillors in Buckinghamshire will launch an in-depth inquiry today into the county's children's services if follows a critical Ofsted report. Police in Buckinghamshire have again urged victims of child sex abuse to come forward after two teenagers were each jailed for three years for offences in High Wycombe and Chesham. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Milton Keynes Dons are through to the fourth round of the Capital One Cup after a 2-0 win over Bradford at Stadium MK last night. Benikafobi scored both goals after five and 86 minutes to take his season's tally to nine. Here's Dons' assistant manager, Richie Barker. There's some good work being done behind the scenes in terms of keeping everybody fit and it's, it's helping us. We're going to need it. We've got the Johnson's paint coming up in two weeks and then not long after that, somewhere around about that is the FA Cup, I think. So I think to still be in all three competitions, admittedly we're not played in two of them yet, but to still be in three competitions at this stage and second in the league I think is fantastic. Liverpool are also through after winning the longest penalty shootout in League Cup history. Liverpool drew two all at home to Middlesbrough after extra time and then won 14-13 on penalties. His manager Brendan Rodgers. I think it's congratulations to, to my players because they show great quality and, and composure in the penalties and to the Middlesbrough players because I thought that they, they played well, kept going to the end and uh, it's a relief when you get through. We're disappointed with the goals. We can see that we're making too many mistakes at the moment. But what this team and group of players have is, is mentality and, and good character. And, and we need it. Elsewhere, Arsenal lost 2-1 at home to Southampton. Everton lost 3-0 at Swansea. Tonight's third round matches include Chelsea versus Bolton, Manchester City at home to Sheffield Wednesday and Tottenham against Nottingham Forest. After tonight's matches, it's the fourth round draw. And the England cricket squad for the one-day series in Sri Lanka will be named this lunchtime. Alistair Cook is expected to remain as captain despite ongoing criticism about his leadership and his poor form with the bat. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey! 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 Rasta Paul McCartney, when do you want me to get you out of the hole? You can do it right now, please. All right. There, I hope you're better. Now... What did you want to say to me? Meatfreemondays.com Pledge.meatfreemondays.com oh, I'm pushing you back down the hole. You can do it right now, please. There we go. A little bit of uh, fun dance with my uh, co-host, Paul McCartney. Hey, Paul, I'm making Wings. some tea. Would you like some? When would you like it? You can do it right now, please. OK. How many sugars? Mm. Hang on. Doesn't can... take sugar. It's healthy liver. Yeah, doesn't it? Oh. Ooga, chaka, ooga, 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 chaka, ooga, 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 chaka, ooga, ooga. It's too long. It's too long. It is. I tell you when I want it to stop. Right here okay. we go. Does anyone remember Ali McBeal? Yes. Um, that was the song of the dancing baby. No. Yeah. Her her biological no, clock no, when no, used to tick no. used to be that music. No, it wasn't. It was this. No, I'm pretty sure that was um, when the guy used to say, I'm having a moment. So? And his nose used to... I've never seen Ali McBeal. It was good. Oh, she's married to Han Solo now. She is. Ah, busy show today, full of adult uh, material. That's why we've just... (laughs) It's a little bit blue today. One for the dads. One for the dads. Uh, it's quite a serious show today, but um, we're coping with it admirably, I think. 08459 455 555. Uh, we'll talk about prostitutes in a second. Uh, Dave, stay there. We're also asking, do you have... Are you sorry for Dave Lee Travis? Been found guilty of one sexual offence, not guilty of the others. Uh, um, and surprising number of people actually do have sympathy yeah, for him. I think you got do. some texts. They're texting in. They're not ringing in, most of them, has to be said. Isn't they're interesting, texting in. yes. John says, if a woman groped your backside, Ian, uh, would you want to ruin their life, their career, and send them to prison? No, it's a disgrace. This country's pathetic. 
I think well, the level of threat from a woman towards a man is different. I'm trying to find out exactly... I can't see in the papers, and maybe I'm missing it, because I'm kind of scanning them, exactly what he's, what he's been found guilty of. It's, it's jiggling of the breasts, I think... The account I heard yeah, go on. is this researcher was standing backstage at the Mrs Merton show. Yeah. She was having a cigarette. Dave, Dave Lee Travis walks down the corridor, sees her having a cigarette, says, you shouldn't smoke, think of your poor lungs. He yep. puts, puts his hand on her, ch- on her ribs yep. and moved upwards and squeezed. OK. Blatant, deliberate. She said he didn't even know what my name was. He didn't know me from Adam. There was no reason he would think that that was acceptable. Is it that... Um... This is such an. If you ask any of these questions, it sounds like you're coming from an agenda, and I'm not. Is it um, the context that it's done in? For example, you and I are talking in a nightclub. We've just met in a nightclub. We're having a bit. We're having a laugh. Flirty bants. We're having some flirty bants. And then I jiggle your boobs. Is that uh, jiggling my boobs? Someone did that. I mean, I wouldn't do- nightclub. I responded with what would now be probably classified as a as a um, appropriate um, punch. No, I didn't punch him. Niam. No, I didn't what, do that. What did either. you do? What did you well, do? Well, I did the um, equivalent. What? He thought he could do that to me. Yeah. So you grabbed him in the old. Uh, okay. Now there were now, some. That's probably um, inappropriate. That, that there are some people that would say, "All right, that was fair enough. He touched your boobs. Yeah. You grabbed his." Um, he was furious. Yeah, I bet he was. There are because some people. He thought it was his right to do that to me because I was just a girl. There, there are some people who would say, "Well, then that should have ended there." Then would it you did. then? But then would would it be appropriate for you then twenty years later to take that bloke to court? No, I dealt with it at the time. I dealt with it at the Is time. Is that what this woman should have done? And it's slightly it's, different because there's a power thing because he was yeah, a big exactly. star and an older this man. This was and she someone was a the same girl. age as me, being cheeky, probably drunk, and stepping over the line. Different thing, isn't it? When you're, when the power is is swayed the other way. I wonder. Yeah, oh, this is so confusing. I would like to talk about this over lunch with you lot because it, you know it's one of those things where you kind of need to sit back and relax and have a chat. I wonder if the person with the power is always aware they have the power. Oh, I think some you people think exploit so? that. Yeah, well, I think some people do exploit it, but I wonder if everybody if everybody with the power thinks they have the power. Here's another thing. Go on, Annie from Hertfordshire. Uh, guys in the workforce have always done this. Are we going to lock them all up? Why don't you just smack his face and it's done with? The fact it's always happened, does that make it acceptable? The, the comment about a woman groping my bum, I think it is different uh, men to, to women. I think it is definitely different. Uh, um, can I explain why? Probably not. I've been made to feel physically uncomfortable by women. I remember a Christmas party when I was at another radio station uh, and there was a woman who um, was, I, I think she may have been high on drugs and uh, she was being, inc- she obviously fancied me. I wasn't She's interested. Yeah, I wasn't interested in the slightest. And I think she might have grabbed my old uh, wow. thing. She uh, went straight for that. Yeah, and I said... Uh, and it, we kind of been joking before, and I said, do you know what, actually, that's really inappropriate. I'd really like you to stop doing that now, please. You dealt with it? Dealt with it. But the level of threat is different, isn't it? To women to men? Yeah. Yeah, I think it probably is. I think it probably is. And I think the age difference makes a difference, too. Yeah. Yeah. And probably status. It's just not on. Just don't do it. It's just not on. But There's one here from Robin Hemmel. Years ago, some bloke grabbed my wife, then girlfriend's chest in a pub. She smacked him around the face and gave him what for. Should this bloke get jail for that? I don't think so. And I don't think DLT should get jail either. Being found guilty has ruined his career and that's punishment enough, I feel, in this case. It's so interesting, isn't it? Because there is no right or wrong answer. And okay. it's all kind of down to uh, your own uh, personal uh, view on it. And uh, Actually, I'm realising I don't know what my personal view on this is don't know what my and it does this is the thing i've been trying to avoid all morning and i guess do you know what i can't 
there are degrees of sexual offences, aren't there? And um, by saying that, it sounds like I'm demeaning this. I'm not at all. But with Savile, obvious, had he been alive and been found guilty, he should have gone to prison. Rolf Harris, obvious, he should, go, he should have gone to prison. He did go to prison. Uh, Stuart Hall, obvious, he should have gone to prison. Um, David Lee Travis jiggling a woman's boobs 20 years ago. But... We didn't hear the evidence. We didn't hear the impact it's had on the person. And yeah. I think the victim's feelings and the impact it's had on their life do come into this as well, and we're not hearing Completely. that Completely. And again, because people will be hearing what they want to hear. I'm just having this conversation freely because I know that we can all deal with it because we're adults. I'm not in any way detracting from what that victim went through in the slightest. Please don't think I am. Uh, Heather's in Aston Clinton. Morning, Heather. Hello, I'm not actually in Aston Clinton. I'm in the same village that DLT lives in. But uh, Oh, well, there you go. Gosh. Well, well, <laughs> d- 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 what are your thoughts on this story? Um, yeah, I do feel sorry for him. I've, I've known him on and off for about 20 years. Um, yes, and he, he is a very, you know, he's a very affectionate person. Um, I must admit, the first time I ever met him, there was no one else around, and he said to me, Hello, Heather, uh, give us a kiss. And I was quite surprised, you know, somebody I'd just met. Um, and yes, he always used to kiss me in front of his wife, and I used to kind of look at her and think, I wonder what she's thinking. But that's, I thought, well, that's just his way. What kind of kiss was he giving? Um, <clears throat> on the lips. Gosh. Yes. So he's always been very affectionate. Open, we're gonna have, I hope you don't mind me asking. Open or closed mouth? Uh, closed. OK, because I, I think it's important. But a kiss on I, the lips is still... Thing, no, but the funny thing is, the last time I saw him was in July at a, a local event, and um, he was very happy, but... He came up and shook my hand. <laughs> he changed a bit. He's obviously changed his way. But no, I do feel sorry for these women. I think it's unacceptable to touch people in more intimate areas. And he never... Uh, can I ask, is there an age gap? I don't need to know your age. Is there a significant age gap between you and Dave Lee Travis? Um, well, he's the same age as my partner, actually. So OK, OK. Not really, about eight years, I think. And he never... Uh, OK, because we're kind of talking about, you know, whether age gives authority or not. Uh, and he never tried to do anything else? No, no. No, absolutely not. He's a, he, he's a very tall, powerful, strong man. And I can imagine that if somebody would feel intimidated, yes, they, it might be difficult. But no, I just found him a very kind of... I thought, oh, that showbiz for you type of attitude. <laughs> and of course, the fact that he was charming to you oh, yes. doesn't doesn't mean that that uh, he he didn't do the things that he's accused of. Um, no, probably not. I feel sorry for these women as well. I wouldn't like that to happen to me. But I'm just telling you my experience. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do feel sorry for him really because, you know, his his professional life has been ruined. I mean, there's no way he probably wanted to to give up what he was doing. Um, so yeah, I do feel sorry for him. But no, he's a lovely guy though. Heather, I really appreciate your, your unique perspective on the, the Dave Lee Travis story. Thank you very much indeed. I love kissing someone on the lips, though. That's um, um, that's unusual, isn't it? I think it's quite unusual. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. We've been. T- it's been a very adult-themed show this morning. It continues the discussion on prostitutes. Dave's in Bedford. Morning, Dave. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Dave. What would you like to say? Uh, well, I was just listening to uh, your previous caller. Um, sorry, not the one talking about DLT, but... That was um, the Bridget talking about Hightown. Yeah, and, and, and about... Uh, she was almost sounding, you know, quite offended that people were being approached by prostitutes um, for, quote, uh, a bit of business. Um, 
I kind of, well, I live in Bedford and you can't walk through the town without being accosted by um, a charity worker or somebody doing a survey mm. or somebody trying to sell you gas or someone trying to sell you electricity or breakdown cover. And I don't know about anybody else, but I just think, you know, these people are just doing a job at the end of the day. Although I'm not interested, I tend to just say, no, thank you, and walk on. It's annoying, it's irritating, but, you know, because you've been accosted once and then you get a bit further down the road and somebody else jumps on you and, you know, um, particularly some of the charity ones where they're like, you know, come on, come on, you you don't want to help children? You know, we say, no, thank you. Well, my answer to that is, I hate children. So, Dave, you're not really suggesting that, that, that being a proposition by a prostitute is the same as a chugger coming up to you? I think it's still being asked, do you, you know, prostitutes are just saying, I've been asked, do you want a bit of business? And I mean, I have to say, the first time I was asked that in Tavistock Street in Bedford, I was like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> I was a bit naive. Yeah. But you know, when, when I realised what, what she was on about, I'm like, no thanks, and carry on. Just the same as I am. But imagine with, with if that's. In imagine that's 10 o'clock at night, that's in your street, your house is just around the corner. That's not. You can understand why people might be upset by that, can't you? Uh, to a degree, but I mean, not to. I mean, what she was talking about car noise, and and people can't hear their television over the car noise. I don't, I don't understand that bit at all. You know, I, I live in a road that uh, has cars driving up and down it all day, um, and I wouldn't say that I'm struggling with with car noise. It's constant. Do you just think that the residents of um, Hightown need to just um, suck it up and, and get on with it? Um. I don't know. I mean, if it's becoming an issue, then it needs to be addressed, doesn't it? But you know, at the end of the day, so some you know, some some people who go into prostitution, it's it's the only way they can see to to you know put food on the table to feed their children, to pay the rent, to keep a roof over their heads, you know, to to, to survive. Dave, so, I appreciate your thoughts this morning. I've got to move on because of well, I've got business to do. But thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Taking a look at the M1, heading southbound. Two lanes are closed at the moment following an accident at Junction 11 of Dunstable Road. We are seeing queues back to Junction 13 at Bedford at the moment. Having a look at the A1M, very slow on the sensors. Heading southbound, just between Junction 4 for Hartford and Junction 1 for the M25. The A414, the North Orbital Road, heading westbound, still closed between the High Street and London Coney roundabouts. This was um, following a spillage of diesel on the road earlier on the morning. The M25 heading clockwise is queuing at the moment, just at Junction 22 for St Albans. And having a look in North Watford, the A41, the North Western Avenue, that's rather heavy at the Dome roundabout. Taking a look in Boreham Wood, the Barnet Bypass heavy on camera between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Nicola. Gosh, that was a surprise. Right, it's 8.46, it is uh, Wednesday the 24th of September, I'm Ian Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Victim support says it hopes the Dave Lee Travis verdict will encourage more victims to come forward. The former Radio 1 and BBC Three Counties presenter from Buckinghamshire will be sentenced on Friday after being found guilty of one charge of indecent assault. The BBC understands that Parliament is expected to be recalled on Friday to discuss whether Britain should join airstrikes in Iraq and Syria against Islamic State. 
And Milton Keynes Dons are through to the fourth round of the League Cup after a 2-0 win over Bradford at Stadium MK. Coming up, the last 15 minutes of your sh- of the show, we'll be taking your phone calls, 08459 455 555. Let's get the weather first. Here's Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. A rather grey and damp start to the day. Some outbreaks of rain and then some sunny spells. So it's not all doom and gloom. We should get to see at least a little bit or some sunny spells through the course of the day. Unfortunately, though, we are experiencing one or two heavy showers during those sunny spells. So it's not all plain sailing. We will get a little uh, shower or two through the course of the day. Accompanied by a cool northwesterly breeze. So not quite feeling as warm as it has done, but still really reasonable by the end of the afternoon we're still looking at a maximum temperature of 17 or 18 celsius now showers just moved across us at the moment actually they're just to the south of us at the moment and also heading up through bedfordshire but like i said they are going to come and go it's after that first kind of main band of showers that we will start to see the sunny spells overnight tonight things will clear away any showers remaining will disappear the cloud disappearing as well so lengthy clear spells and temperatures dropping we're looking at a minimum temperature of around seven or eight celsius through tomorrow morning, a bright start to the day thanks to the clearing skies, but the cloud moving in through the morning, turning things hazy and then cloudier by the afternoon. It's going to be quite breezy tomorrow, but strangely a little warmer than today. We're looking at a maximum of 19, possibly even 20 Celsius, and that's your forecast. Thank you very much indeed. Now, what happens if you give Gary Floyd a load of unsigned bands and a day? This. BBC introducing. BBC introducing. BBC introducing across beds, hearts, and bucks. Tomorrow is BBC introducing day here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Three Counties Radio. And to mark the occasion, we'll bring you the best local unsigned music throughout the day. What you waiting for? No, what you waiting? Like George Ezra, Indy and the Vegas, Natasha North, Jack Garrett, James Bay, and Annie Eve. From three, Roberto will be live from the Horn in St Albans to celebrate 40 years of this amazing live music venue. Before we lose our minds, have I been holding on too strong? BBC Introducing Day, tomorrow here on BBC Three Counties Radio. And Kelly Betts, how are we celebrating BBC Introducing Day on this show tomorrow? Tomorrow at 8.30 you can hear the Shires live in session. Yeah, I like them, they're Country good. Duo. Country duo. I like them. They're coming in to perform live. Now, it's been an adult-themed show today. Why? Well, because we were talking about Hightown, which is an ongoing uh, story that we've been covering here at BBC Three Counties Radio. I think this show kind of owns it. Uh, and uh, the... the problem with prostitution and also a former member of staff here Dave Lee Travis who presented shows here I think for about two and a half three years has been found guilty of sexual offence we warned you it was going to be an adult show not everybody's happy are they Catherine no we've had a complaint yes from Joyce in Lee Grave he's put the phone down on me what did she say she just said that could we not have a nicer show about nice things that are going on with charity oh. and that we can do better can I say J- Joyce phones in from time to time um, complaining about stuff I'm going to make it very simple Joyce your band uh, don't phone this show F- find another show to phone please because I, I will not I will not have people phoning up, speaking to my team and then slamming the phone down without giving them a right to reply. So, Joyce, thanks very much for all your contributions in the past. Much appreciated. Uh, you won't be getting on the air again. Uh, so please don't uh, bother my staff, my staff, my team, by phoning up and um, being rude to them. OK, that's that sorted. Brilliant. 
Have we got any texts before I go to the next call, Catherine? We have, yeah. Billy from Milton Keynes seems to have got the wrong end of the stick, so well, let's um, set him straight. Okay. So, um, with regards to DLT, his accuser was outside his dressing room having a fag. No, outside the dressing room. She worked there yep. having a fag. Why? In those days, smoking was accepted. So was she there hoping to meet DLT to catch his eye? Oh. No, she was working. <clears throat> Did he rebuffed buffer? No, she was working. I don't think we'll ever know. Billy Milton Keynes, we do know. She was working. <laughs> we do. <laughs> the thing is, Bill, we do know. We do know. That's the thing. 0845. Nine four double five five double five 555 is the telephone number. We're asking, do you feel sorry uh, for Dave Lee Travis? And it's prompted some uh, some very interesting and heartfelt calls. Uh, we've got Daisy on the line. Daisy, it's not your real name, but what would you like to say? Oh, Daisy, are you there? Oh, we've, oh, da- Daisy, where are you there? Sorry, my, my fat f- uh, fingers are confusing the faders. Can you Wait, hear me? Is it me? Yes, it's you. Oh, I'm now Dave. Fantastic. No, Daisy. <laughs> Oh, Daisy. Daisy. Sorry, Daisy. sorry, yeah. That's <laughs> all right. No, it's, it's confusing, isn't it? But go on. What would you like to say? Good morning to everyone, by the way. Um, yeah, I, I've had six uh, mixed feelings about this because, um, unfortunately, when I was a young child, um, I got molested by my grandmother's best friend, husband, um, and it, it had a, a massive impact on me. Um, you know, my very first... A serious relationship. He didn't believe that I was a virgin, even though I was, and I realised what this guy had done. Um, and then I wished when I was a little kid that he'd be ele- he would die, and he got electrocuted the next year. Gosh. So I will never have closure on this. I've just got to deal with it and move on with my life. And I'm very fortunate. I'm happily married with a lovely child. Um, so... Th- <sighs> I feel empathy for the lady because it's obviously affected her potentially because I don't know the full story. Um, But I rather wish my breasts had been jiggled as opposed to what happened to me. Um, I don't know. I I feel quite mixed about it and it just brought back so many memories. Probably a very hard conversation for me to bring up, but I, I can understand why. Like, just a couple of things I wouldn't mind picking up on, Daisy. You said you, you said um, roughly what age did this happen? I was about eight years old. Okay, and you wished for this uh, chap to die, and he did. Yeah. How did that make you feel as a kid? Because quite often we believe when we're that age that we are responsible for things like that when they happen. No, it affected me then and it affected me now Mm. because I saw how upset my grandmother and all my family were about this guy's death. And all I could feel first off was relief. Mm. I I just thought he got his just, you know... (laughs) Um, did your so, family know about what he'd done? No. Did they ever? Oh, no. Did they ever know? Have you ever told them? No. 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 Why, uh, why, did, did, why not? Because there will be some people listening who who can't understand why you wouldn't tell your parents about it. I think it would hurt them more that they weren't in control and were able to help me or save me. And you know, it still affects me. Don't get me wrong. I, I have my own daily battles about it. But why bring that pain to them? I've dealt with it. I've gone on with my life. I've, I've got a, a lovely husband and a lovely child. Why bring that pain up? It's interesting you say you dealt with it, because then also previously you said that, 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 that hearing these stories in, in the news was still quite upsetting and it stirred up old memories, which would imply that maybe you've, it's still there as a problem in your, somewhere in you. Yeah, but telling my family it's not going to help the situation. How's it going to help me? Well, I tell them that someone they thought they trusted mm. is going to help them. Well, you know, it, it will still hurt, and it will hurt till the day I die. Um, all I can do is make sure my son is safe, 
Uh, my husband knows. He's the only, you know one of the few people that do know. Mm. Um, so done deal. So when you hear, <laughs> I mean, do you have? Do you have any? Do you feel sorry for David Travis then? Because what he has uh, been found guilty of, it could be argued, is nowhere near as bad as what happened to you. And yet his career is ruined. His life is ruined. He's he's um, skint. Do you feel sorry? Uh, any sympathy for him? A slight one, a very small one, because obviously, well, well, I don't know the case and I wasn't there and I haven't followed it because I prefer not to. Um, but, I, you know, jiggling the breast compared to what happened to me and what happens to lots of innocent children around the world. Um, yeah, I do have a slight sympathy for him, but if it affected this woman in such a way that a court decided he's guilty, who am I to say differently? Should he go to prison? No. Well, sorry, do I say that aloud? <laughs> no, no yeah, you, you did, though. See, that's your honest knee-jerk response, which is, which is quite often a good one. You don't think no, he no. should go to prison for it? Um, I think he should be, you know, he's, he's, he's been punished, and if he did worse than just jiggling her breast, then definitely. And the, the, the poor lady's feelings, if that affected her life for the last 20 years, um, you know, she had a voice, and it got mentioned, and the, the jury found her guilty. But... I kind of think some people just get off so lightly with more serious offences, like what happened to me. Um, and it is 20 years down the line. Yeah. Uh, Daisy, I really appreciate um, uh, your sharing your story with us this morning. Thank you. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. There's There's something I wasn't expecting to hear this morning, Catherine. Someone saying, I wish that someone had just jiggled my breasts. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? Uh, have we got any texts or anything that we should be uh, we should be mopping up in the last couple of minutes of the show? We have. Let's see. Um, in the 1980s, I worked with someone who thought they could make a grab for my breast when I was in the office on my own. Uh, this is from Helen. Fortunately, I had a great, giant stapler to hand and threatened him with it. Then one of my bosses walked in and saw what was happening and ordered him out of the office. He was sacked and left at the end of the month. So there's a story, you know, because we, we often hear, oh, it was different back then. The 70s and 80s were a different place. Well, obviously, this boss didn't, uh, didn't take it um, lightly. Do you remember we had, um, was he a, law- a solicitor, a lawyer or something, call up, who told us about yeah. kind of Friday afternoons in his firm in the something 70s? Something like an accountant. I'm, something I'm, I'm like that. I'm thinking a white-collar worker. Yeah, and, and the, the Friday afternoons, they would, you know, sort of two o'clock, they'd get the scotch out and they'd invite the secretaries in to sit on their knees. Have you or, ever seen Mad Men? Yeah. It's like that. It was that. And he, was, uh, and he indulged in it. It was a brilliant call. Uh, he indulged in it, but felt slightly embarrassed by it. Certainly felt embarrassed now, and, and, and said that he felt, you know, slightly uncomfortable with it mm. at the time. Um, but it was kind of an all-boys-together mentality, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And the secretary seemed to like it. Seemed to like it, or was scared to like it. Or, or realised that's the way things were. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? All right, that's it. Thank you very much, Catherine. Have we got anything else, or are we done, are we done in there? Uh, no, that's it. That'll do uh, us, I think. That'll do us, will it? All right, yeah. excellent stuff indeed. So who have we got coming in tomorrow, Kelly Betts, for BBC Introducing Day? I'm very excited. Oh, good. It's a band called The Shires. They're a country duo. It's, a, it's a bloke and a girl. Yeah. Playing a little bit of country music. They've been in before. They have. And I specially requested them to come back for BBC Introducing Day because I don't like them. Did. I like them. It's not one of those noisy bands that you get on the BBC introducing sometimes, where it's hard to follow. No, it's, uh, we don't always get noisy bands on. No, not always. It's I, not all boom, boom, boom. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a big fan of BBC introducing now. I listened to it once. Thank you. You're welcome. It was, it was very, very exciting. Are you going to listen this Saturday? Um, say yes. 
Well, um... Uh, it's okay, let's listen again. It's fine, you can always go back and hear it. Hey, I'm presenting it soon. On the 11th of October. Hey, that is exciting. Just one day. Could you make me it's a coffee, please? When do you want it? You can do it right now, please. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Two lanes are closed at the moment on the M1 heading southbound due to an accident that's happened just at junction 11 for Dunstable Road. The A1M looking very heavy on the sensors this morning between junction 8 at Stevenage and junction 6 for Wellen. Taking a look at the A414 on the North Orbital Road is closed between the High Street and London Coney roundabouts. Um, that's following a spillage of diesel on the road there. In Boreham Wood it's queuing on the Barnet Bypass on camera between Stirling Corner and Mill Hill Circus. And taking look at the M25 heading anti-clockwise rather heavy moving between Junction 18 at Chorleywood and Junction 16 for the M40. Nicola Richards, BBC Three Counties Radio. Nicola, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, everyone who called. Some excellent calls. Well, thank you nearly everyone who called. Some excellent calls this morning. If you don't like what the show's about, then you can always, you know, switch it off or listen to Heart. It'll be something different tomorrow. JBS is up next. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, how do you think Dave Lee Travis should be punished? Former Radio 1 and 